Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, June 7, 2015, and I am your host, Renata. Today we are on our new uh, time frame. This call is beginning to start at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That would be 3 Eastern. This is sort of this is going to be sort of a trial. I'm not quite sure this is going to work out for everyone. You guys can give feedback if you'd like on how the earlier time worked for you um, today. For me, it worked out. It worked out. It's, it's just going to challenge me to prepare sooner than I normally do because I'm a huge procrastinator, and um, I usually am still preparing my topics and things like that all the way up until the call happens um, normally at 2 o'clock. So this is going to challenge me to get things done the night before or, you know, the morning before. I'm an early riser, but I still don't seem to get it done. I just procrastinate. Any of you procrastinators know what I mean. So you tend to do all this other stuff, this little busy work, instead of getting down to what you really need to be doing. So it's going to be a challenge for me, but I'm willing to do it because I think it will give uh, people more time in the afternoon because if we go from 12 to 5, which I have no idea how we got from one hour to two hours to five hours every week, but that's fine. That's fine. The uh, duration works for me. But I think it, it it may be helpful to some people, especially the ones who have to get up for, for work or uh, prepare their dinner or deal with their family or whatever they need to do um, to end a little bit sooner. So it will be over by five as opposed to seven. So I, I think that should be helpful. I know it will help me because I do need to get ready for work and stuff like that and all that stuff that we have to do. So you guys can give feedback on that. Um, I did send out the... Um, invites yesterday, the email that I that I send every week. And I tried to put it right there in the heading, new time with the you know, with the twelve PM time on there. However, when I sent it, I noticed that I didn't get a copy of it, which I normally do in my email. So I thought that was strange. So I kinda um searched around and I noticed that it was in my junk mail, which was weird because it never goes to my junk mail. So I sent it again, and the second time it went to my regular inbox. And then another TI told me that they didn't get it either, but then they eventually got it. So I'm hoping everybody got the um, email for this call today. I'm not sure, but hopefully. And hopefully the new time will work. We'll just do it on a trial, and if it goes back to 2 o'clock or another time, I'll let you guys know. I did get feedback from one TI that this new time will not work because of church. So we'll just see. We'll, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it works out. But if not, if for whatever reason, you know, it doesn't work for you, remember the archives are there. There's like four years, close to four years worth of archives there. So remember that, that those are there for you. Okay, I think I may be 
able to connect now. Give me one second. I may need to close one so I can open the other. Okay. So I don't want to start with the main topic just because not very many people here yet, but I sure do appreciate um, those of you who are here. I appreciate you remembering the new time and um, and being here and being patient because, of course, I have to deal with this technical stuff every week, it seems like. So I really appreciate you guys being here. Um, just give me a moment, and I'm going to try to get my chat room open, and then I will open up the lines, and we can just start with check-in because I don't want to I don't want to start the topic. I want to see if um, if others come. So give me a moment. I'm going to try again to open up the chat room. Okay, I'm not still not able to open the chat room, but I have it open on my um, cell phone. So I will unmute you guys in a moment. Let me do my scripture for the day. That's two. Let's see, let me choose, let me choose. Okay. This one is from uh, Revelations 3 and 15 through 17. I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Basically, what that scripture is saying, that you need to choose. You need to choose which side you're going to err on. Are you going to err on the side of good or the side of evil? This scripture is saying there is no lukewarm. You can't be in the middle. If you are the type of person who says, I'm not, I don't believe in God, but I don't believe in the devil either. I'm just going to be a good person. You can't do that. You have to choose. The scripture says you have to choose. And there's another scripture that says choose this day who you will serve. Um, because there is no middle. So by not choosing, you have chosen, basically. You have chosen because you need to choose to live for God or you need to choose to live for the devil. There is no in-between. I know a lot of people think that there is an in-between. There is no in-between because on judgment day, one or the other will claim your soul, either the Lord or the devil. There is no, there's no middle. So that's what the scripture is saying. If you'd like to read more on the scripture, it is Revelations 3 and 15 through 17. 
So make your choice today. Um, we did do the um, the repentance prayer or the the way to salvation, I guess I'll call it. That uh, we did that on another call, and if you go back and look at the archives, I had labeled it as such. It is uh, that scripture can be found in Romans ten and nine. If you are interested in finding out how to become a Christian, there's a, a scripture again is Romans ten and nine, and it clearly tells you what you need to do to become a Christian. Okay, so check that out if you're interested, but you do need to choose because. By not choosing, it's silent consent. You have consented to the dark side, believe it or not. It doesn't mean that you're going around doing evil things. It doesn't mean that at all. But our spirits, at the end of all of this, at the end of this road, our spirits will be claimed by one or the other. So that's what that scripture means. Amen. Okay. I'm going to try to see if I can get you guys unmuted. Then we can talk. We'll talk to others. I'm impressed at how many people are here. I really appreciate it, you guys, to do. I had to run out this morning, so I had to rush back and take a quick nap. Y'all know I need a nap before this call, or I'm cranky. <laughs> I ran home and took a real quick one. I didn't really go to sleep, but I did rest. Rest is important. If you That's another thing. If you cannot sleep, if you're a person who is sleep deprived, um, you know, rest. Just rest. Sometimes you just lay still and rest. And for me, if I put on some meditation, I think I put on some, um, some Christian affirmations and and just rest it. Rest is what our body needs if we can't sleep. That's the next best thing. Okay, so I muted some people. James, are you there? I'm going to keep trying to be get connected here. James, are you Sorry, there? I was on mute. Sorry. Can you hear me okay? Yes. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, thanks. Had a little bit of a challenging week, but yeah, I'm here. It's always challenging. Not always is challenging. This last week, though, it was especially challenging. What's up, anything, you, anything you want to talk about? No. Um, I think it might help people if I mentioned that um, one of the things that they do to me, and this is like important for other people, too, I don't know if, if they can relate to it, but I feel like I'm being drugged. And I am, and they get the uh, I call it chemicals, but it's really a drug, and it has a couple of purposes. One of them I talk about sometimes that it it improves your electrical conductivity characteristics, so they can connect to you better, which is true. And then the other thing is that it, it's a uh, maybe there's more than one thing I don't know, but um, they've been drugging the hell out of me. I feel like I'm. Uh, um, um, speed or meth or something that makes you very um, uh, Robbie. It increases. It makes you like. Um, well, it's still. I don't know if people like you say, drank too much coffee. I guess maybe that's it. And you uh, and I can't. I can't stop. I feel like my eyes are bugging out. I feel like like I'm. I'm sounding like a crazy person and. 
and everybody else is looking at me like I'm crazy. I, I don't know if I, I think that's what they want or that's the, the thing that they're trying to go for. It's like some drug that they're giving me. And I, I talk to other people and they agree that that's happening to them too. And, and like they I've can keep you awake. They can, oh, I just wanted you mentioned that you were you were being kept from sleeping, and they can do that with that drug that they give me. Well, James, James, let me ask you a question because I've heard many TIs say that they've had that feeling before, and I have too. How do you think it's happening, though? What do you think? Um, they, do I, you think they think that they either put it in your house or they can get it in there, like through an open door or an open window if there's no screens, and. Um, it dries my mouth out. It makes me feel like I'm, I, like I can hardly talk. Like right now, I, I feel like I have to really concentrate to enunciate, enunciate the words, because it, you know, they don't want me telling people this. It's, but it's true. <clears throat> and Christina knows about it too. And so you uh, think, so you think it's something you're breathing in, not ingesting. Well, no, it's, it's, it, they can put it in your food. They can put it on your skin. They can put it in your eyes. There's many different ways that it can get into your body, but they they put it there so that they can manipulate you better. And it's like it's like um, it's like I'm being uh, controlled like a puppet, like from strings, like they like they're pulling strings, but they're actually watching everything I do, and they can hear everything I say. So uh, you know, and they can do this to anyone. With this weaponry, it's a combination of the weaponry and the drugs, and they drug everyone, from what I can see, and most people don't know it. In fact, everyone doesn't know it. And, and I've got to revise my um, the thing I wrote on the internet. It's accurate, you know, it's accurate except for the part about the the drug drugging. That's very important to them, and it's it all works together, like I say, and and. Uh, and it's just important that we get that information out there. Correct. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, James. Yeah. Can anyone hear me? It's, um, I'm thinking maybe they do it through the ventilation system also. Huh? Well, they, they, I've heard good. that too, Jerome. Yeah, I, but I, they don't need to do it through the ventilation system. It's the one I get all the time. It's not, for, it's not something you breathe. It's something they get into your eyes and and on your skin and transmits through the skin. Oh, I just want to I just want to say one more thing. Uh, um, my oh God, I'm sorry. I I just lost my train of thought. So go ahead. I, I think that I think James, you were saying that they don't they don't have to do it through the ventilation system. But from my observation, they can do the same thing to different people, but different methods, different ways. So where they don't have to do it that way, it doesn't mean that they won't for someone else. Maybe that's not the way they do it for you, but I, I do know someone that feels like it's coming through his uh, car ventilation system. Well, I know it seems like that, but um, <laughs> it's easy for them to get people to put this drug, I'll call it a drug now, I usually call it chemical. It's easy for them to get someone to put this chemical like some dumb person that doesn't, so you don't have to be very technical. All they have to do is put like a little rock. It's like comes in a solid, and they can um, manipulate it with this weaponry, and they they can spray it on things. It I've seen like little droplets where there shouldn't be any water. It looks like water was 
like thrown on the wall like with a, uh, a paintbrush and it rolls down the wall like you saw it Granada in that hotel room remember and they I don't need to have anybody put it there they that's huh? a picture okay <laughs> well I don't know if it came out but they don't need to have anybody in like like with the ventilation system you have to go to the source of, the, of where the ventilation is where the machine is that forces the air and you have to put it in there and it has to, how are they going to get it to go to only one place if it's in an apartment building? It goes to many rooms. So, and maybe they don't care, but they, they actually do care, I think. And they want to get it to the people that they want it to have, and they can keep you up at night. And you would never know that they're doing that. They can keep you awake, and like you, it'll be, seem like you have insomnia, but you really don't. They can just give you more or less of the drug, depending on what they want you to do. And, and there, there is more than one drug, by the way. And they can put this. They can put this anywhere and get any number of people. They can get like hundreds at one time going. You know, just who are in an area. And yeah. this is something the NSA and whoever else is doing this does. And they think they can manipulate people like like their puppets, like you know, in a in screenplay, like a movie set. Mm-hmm. And they right. do they do exactly that. So go ahead. Well, I will say this, James, that drugs, the CIA has been known historically to to drug people um, by putting drugs in their food and their drinks and other ways, too. Mm -hmm. So I know what you said, that is one way, but there are other ways that they do it. Oh, it's so simple for them. So simple. You wouldn't believe it. If I hadn't seen it, I see see it every day. It's demonstrated to me in real time. So, uh, you know... Mm -hmm. It's very obvious that they're doing this, and to people that don't know about it and uh, you know, just don't know about it, they they have no idea that this is possible. You know, it might seem like it's coming through the ventilation system, but like I said, that's very complicated to do, and they don't need to be that complicated. It's simple, very easy for them to do this, and and you know, it's just the fact that people don't know, and that's what makes it so easy and. You know, yeah. if you once you realize, then you you look at things in a whole different way. You see them as being like ham-fisted uh, hulks yeah. trying to manipulate a play, but they're they're just so dumb and stupid. It's like like an idiot wrote the play, you know, and and they're just acting really stupid. And if but what, like I said, once you know, it's you say, yeah, that that was a setup. That was they. They did this to me. They did that to to them, like the Boston bombing and, and the um, that school shooting. There were there were plays. It was a play. Okay, I, that's all I want to say. No way, James. What I'm trying to say is that yeah, they do do it through the ventilation system because um, what happened to me at one of the locations was that they uh, they were putting cold air into the ventilation system to get the shot. So instead of getting heat through the ventilation system, I was getting cold as the air conditioner was on. Therefore, okay. they can control the vents individually. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they set it up. Maybe you have to be set up to the computerized uh, computerized system. But they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was coming through the vents at first, too. So I see why you think that. Well, I think that it may be in some cases. I mean, everybody's case is different, and I think they do things different ways. You 
Personally, that's what I think. You know, um, what I've had the same experience go on for sometimes months at a time, and I was in Las Vegas for years and saw the height of this type of um, drugging that we're talking about, and uh, the whole city was suffering from insomnia, incurable insomnia. And at least everyone that I talked to was bothered by it. And the closer you lived to Las Vegas Strip, the worse it got. The higher up the hill you went, if you went into the valley, it was worse. If you went up, like I moved up on the hill um, outside of, I was in the city, but outside of um, the city area. And I could sleep better at night. I couldn't sleep good ever, but I slept better. But this is my opinion, is that they do everything. They sprayed it down the chimney here to go into the house. They sprayed it through the cracks in the windows because they have wood windows. They sprayed it um, around the casing by the front door because usually there's an ocean breeze that's blowing from the front door where they would be spraying it right into my face where I'm sleeping. Then they had some kind of a, um, automated aerosol system in the attic that I never was able to find, but it seemed like an atomizer um, of some sort that was on a time release and it would kind of, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever seen atomizers that are in bathrooms, say, for example, and they, they took them out because so many people were allergic to it, but it would, you'd walk in and you'd hear this, and then the the perfume oh, yeah, kind of smell would come out. It was motion detection. You know, when I, first, when I first was targeted, I used to hear that hissing sound, and yeah. like you're yeah. talking about, and I, I thought, that's why I thought it was coming through the vent. Or, or yeah. if there's something I was taking wall plates off and lights down and the vent covers off and looking in there, and they don't really have to do that. You know, Ron, you know that stuff we saw on the wall, rolling down the wall, with you can almost see the black light. That's one of the things. That's the way they do it with me, and they get they can do that with their weapon and get all they have to do is have like a a little rock of it somewhere, and they can put it anywhere they want. Bring yeah. you through a door, and um, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, that's you know, that's well, so important. Cindy, I'm glad. I'm glad. Is I think that was Cindy that was speaking. Was that you, Cindy? Who was that that was speaking? Christina. Oh, Christina. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I thought you were Cindy. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the spraying because Elvira, who comes to this call sometimes, she she says that she gets chemically sprayed. Yeah, and yeah. it's been going on for years. Yeah, I was sprayed last night, and the effects of the spray lasted all morning until I got in the shower, and then I had this real um, abrasive um, glove that I used to scratch that stuff off my skin, and I have a yes, that's um, right. You need, to, you need to use some kind of abrasive thing, like uh, yeah. Like a abrasive sponge or something. Oh, there's one more exactly. thing I wanted to say that um, when they get this chemical on your skin, I, I, I have um, these degrees in um, biology and electronics that computer science just helps do, and it allows me to to uh, do 
do testing, like I don't have a test for the, for the chemical, but I could test for where they were getting it on me. So what I've done is taken aluminum foil and put it over my chest, and I and and if you hold it up to the light, you see like hundreds of little holes in it. There's things going through and breaking the you know the, the aluminum foil going through it, and and then it goes. So I can see that it's going on to my skin that way, all over yes. my chest, all over my shoulders, all over my crotch, especially too. Not especially mm-hmm. my head, your scalp, because they yes. put it places where there's blood vessels close to the skin. I mean, close yes. to the surface. So, so it goes, and also in your eyes. And yep, they exactly. Can, yeah. They can. It goes into your bloodstream almost immediately, and then I hear right. that little tone. You know, the you know the tinnitus type tone. And, um, you know, and also I put the aluminum foil over the source where I thought it was coming from. And sure enough, yeah, there's little holes in that, too. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, this is proof to me and to others, it should be. I can show you that. It's on, I have video or um, cam, camera pictures of it. So from the source and the destination me, I have little holes in aluminum foil showing me that, yes, I'm right. What I'm saying is right. Maybe they can do it with, um, you know, ventilation too. But they're doing that this way. And it seems like they're spraying. Like they're spraying little, little teeny things. Yeah, yeah, so this is what happened at my uh, last location. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that they have a method. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, so um, the location, they have to eat really high. But I sweat. I usually did this at night when I was sleeping, so I couldn't stand against it. Sometimes I was awake, sometimes I was sleeping. And then when I would sweat turning up the heat really high, they'd turn the uh, uh, heat down and then put cold air as if an air conditioning. They'd send the cold air into the room and bring it down to, I don't know, something ridiculous, mm-hmm. absolutely freezing in the room. So they use warm to make me sweat and then cold air to try and uh, freeze me, hoping that I'd probably get pneumonia, which is like water on the lungs. Okay. I'm telling you that they can control the ventilation system. I'm not guessing. I'm telling you for a fact. No, you're right, Jerome. I believe that. I don't think okay. either of you are, are wrong. I just think that they use different methods. I want to read this. I want to read this this little um, caption here about uh, MK Ultra and what the CIA was doing and probably still is doing. <clears throat> okay, so this is a Project MK Ultra, sometimes referred to as the CIA's mind control program was the code name given to an illegal program of experiments on human subjects designed and undertaken by the United States CIA, experiments on humans who were intended to identify, oh, I'm sorry, experiments on humans were intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations and torture mm-hmm. in order to weaken the individual to force confession through mind control. So they had a program through the CIA where they were developing drugs and they were testing them on unwitting. Organized through the Scientific Scientific Intelligence Division of the CIA. So they had a special Scientific Intelligence Division doing this. Um, The project coordinated with the Special Operations Division of the U.S. Army's Chemical Corps the program began in the early 50s, was officially sanctioned in 1953, 
was reduced in scope in 1964, further curtailed in 1967, and officially halted in 1973. I don't believe that. The program engaged in many illegal activities. In particular, it was uh, unwitting U.S. and Canadian citizens and its test subjects, which led to the controversy regarding its legitimacy. MKUltra used numerous mythologies to manipulate people's mental states and alter their brain functions, including the surreptitious administration of drugs, especially LSD and other chemicals, so there's your chemicals, James, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, as well as various forms of of torture. And it goes on, it's a long article, but I just wanted to make the point that they admitted to this stuff. Yes, so they, admit, they admitted to this stuff. Of course, they say that, you know, they don't do it anymore, but, you know, it was the same thing they said with this whole um, MK Ultra thing that they don't do it. But we know different because this stuff is still going on. LSDs well, last too long. It's, it's something that doesn't last as long. It only lasts an right, hour. Exactly. And it wears off, and they have yes. to keep doing it. I mean, they could give you something else. I, I'm sure there's more than one thing they can give, but they're well, yeah, they're drugs. This article here says that they use numerous methods. Right. They tried everything. They said including chemicals. It said including chemicals. So the LSD wasn't the only thing. You know, no, the hypnosis, yes, the, the sensory deprivation, the isolation, the verbal abuse, the sexual abuse, the torture all the stuff that they're still doing today. And they did mention the chemicals as well. So, you know. And and now there's so much more technology behind all this stuff. You know, so who knows what, what all they're doing. Well, I just wanted to, to read that to you guys. I'm sure you guys have already read that or already knew that. Yeah, MKUltra, yeah, I read all about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Jerome, did you want to thank you, James? Um, Jerome, did you want to say anything else? And Christina, thank you. Yeah, I, I stated my point. I'm just uh, I was just talking about the ventilation system. That's that's one of the methods they used to use at uh, the other location with the uh, with the hospital there. And also, there was a previous med- uh, uh, location where they pumped. I don't know what the heck they're pumping, but they're pumping all kinds of uh, of chemicals through the ventilation system again. Because no, they they want people to go and look, look take stuff apart in their house and waste their time. I know you had your turn to talk, so I'm just getting my point. So it's um, um yeah. So um the the uh the the room that I was at it, it was filled. It was almost it looked like fog. There was so much uh there was so much chemicals in the air. It was and the sun uh, shone through the window. You could see. The mist. It was incredible. I don't know what the heck they were pumping into my unit, but they, I, I had to wear like mask and uh, and uh, air defense, you know, uh, ventilation defender system. So they pumped so much chemicals in through the ventilation system into uh, into my place. I don't know where it was coming from, but it came from the ventilation system. All right. You know, if you hey, have you glasses, 
Jerome, can I ask you a question? How's your um, living situation going? Because I know last week it wasn't good. Uh, it's the same old, same old. Just, just not as bad. It's um, she's still coming up with schemes for finances. It's um, you know, I, I think it's uh, she's still on the stair thing. She hasn't done anything directly for a while. Um, for a few days now. Um, so <clears throat> it's just mainly uh. My girlfriend, uh, she comes here. Just we don't do anything here. We're just due to the uncomfortable of not knowing if I'm under surveillance or not. I'm pretty sure that I am under surveillance. So um, we don't do anything intimate here. So we just hang out and play DVDs, and we do karaoke. She likes to karaoke too. And uh, mm-hmm. she was just on me about um, me having house guests. So that's that's basically what it's been about. But um, yeah. It's about the it's about the same situation, you know. It's just a little bit calmer. And oh yeah, forty bucks is missing. Was missing out of my uh, out of my rent money. I went to a oh, pay no. for, yeah. I went to pay for money and it was like I had six hundred dollars and when I went to count it out, I had five hundred and sixty. Uh, and she claims that she doesn't want the money unless she has all of it. Okay, so. Um, that didn't look good. It kind of pointed fingers. Um, Maybe you should give her a money order. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I was. Um, I'm in the process. I'm going to use the system as my as a good idea, James. I was going to. I was I ran out of time. I was. I was busy running around, and I didn't buy a money order. I just handed her the cash. Does she have access to your room? Because she's the. Yeah. But you can't put a, a lock on your door? Yeah. Your phone is cutting out, Jerome. We can't hear you. Yeah, she she uh, she uh, has access to the room because of uh, she's got keys because she's the house owner. So she can come here when I'm gone. And uh, basically, you know, she vandalizes my shoes and my property, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's... it's um. So it's just like that, and, uh, you know, she tries to make it look like I'm losing my mind because sometimes she she goes out and she makes sure that she gives the lady upstairs the key. So she comes, she can come down when she's out and come and mess with my stuff. Therefore, she has an alibi stating that I wasn't here. What the hell are you talking about? So it's just uh, it's just the way that is. So it's, it's, a, it's the same old, same old. Thing with the rent, uh, so someone got a forty dollar bonus from from me, uh, but I, I had to pay my rent because it would have been. She said that if she didn't get the entire money, she would change my locks on the door, and that'd be that. Oh my, that's terrible. You know, that would have been her way of getting you out. Yeah. Yeah, she said that's that's her tangent. I think there's someone who wants the room. That's what I personally think, and uh, she's been just yeah, trying. Yeah, that's Yeah. Hmm. We're new in experimentation. They're just playing us like, like we're puppets. No, no, I'm playing puppet. I know exactly what's going on. The thing is, I have to play the game. It's not that I'm anyone with puppets. I have to play the game. But uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not uh, dancing on anyone's string. I know exactly what's going on. And I know exactly what time it is. So I know. They, I know, Jerome. But you know, they they are breaking strong people down like and trying to find out what makes them tick. And the only way they can do that is to break us down and use these stupid things, these techniques that they use, the drugs and the other stuff, and they uh, are just 
trying to find out what they can do to get the like a few people, like 10% of the people are, are difficult to, to uh, manipulate, and they are trying to, they're using us as human experimentation. I really, that's, I'm, I'm sure of this. Yeah, I understand that, but, uh, you know, it's, um, well, they're a bunch of weaklings because, you know, how many how many people does it take to fight one person? If if I'm in a fight and I'm fighting ten people, I'm going to assume that those people are weak. Because if they weren't weak, they wouldn't need ten to fight one, right? If they were strong, one would fight one. Ten against one, twenty against one, one hundred against one is not a fight. That's a ganga, you know. And I think yeah. I'm doing all right. So the people doing this are really dumb. So yeah, they do need ten people. They might be dumb, but they have people that have knowledge that are guiding them. That's that's the thing, right? They That's true. Uh, that's exactly soldier, right. They could you they can you, Yeah, they can they be can, a stupid can, soldier. Go ahead. But if you've got a smart platoon commander, he can guide you through your objective. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically all of those I don't think these people are you know, particularly smart, not really. But they have people that have knowledge that are guiding them. They have experience in covert operations or whatever, or they have experience in certain kind of methods. So they're guiding them. So these people look like they're smart, but I think uh, you know they couldn't light a two-watt bulb. Some of them. That's right. Very right. I don't give them too much credit. That's why they need so many of them. They could pay them like they'll accept small amounts of money in payment, and it's like they're like private contractors, but they're just um, you know. Anyone, any idiot that can do that, and people that will take money in exchange for doing this to people—it's crazy. And they're just tearing down the country. Yes, values, yeah, and they have no values. It's shocking. You know, and and for for it, it can't be anything about a crime or anything or anything that we've done. Because the justice system states that you can only try um, someone once for their crime, put them away, or, or, or whatever you're going to do with them. You don't keep on repunishing. Uh, right. It's, it's not that at all. It's, it's, it's human experimentation. Crime. They're trying. Yeah, they're trying to manipulate us and make us do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, key work. Key work on uh, trying to manipulate. Crime. You have to cooperate. Yeah. I choose not to. Yeah. Um, is anyone there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, I just transmitted. We all talking at once. I'm sorry about that, but I. God, I just I've seen this happen so many times, and and I know it. And we're not seeing that stuff on the wall. That's that. That's the drug or whatever that they want you to have. Like. And I've seen it in every motel room, Renata, that I've been in. So I've mm-hmm. been in a lot of places, and it's all over the place, and they get these morons. The place, you know, they don't even have to be smart. And, it's, you know, it's just all over. It's terrible. Yeah. So um, when I start stating my fact or they start uh, starting on my speech, I don't know what they do, nor, nor do I care, because they never stop me from talking. So they try to uh, they try humiliation, hoping that I would shut up. But the more they do it, the more I want to talk. <laughs> I'm not gonna end. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like this, and this is just the way it is. So when I talk, they sometimes got my speech. I don't know. Sometimes pronouncing words is not difficult, but uh, I'm you know it just sounds different. It doesn't sound like me. 
So, yeah, that's yeah, you know, that, exactly what you mean. I know uh, exactly what you mean. I get that too, Jerome, where my speech is slurred. Yeah. And I can't get my thoughts out like I'm thinking something, but I can't quite get it out. Or I'm reading and I'm reading all bumpy and slow. And it, I, get, I get the speech thing. I know exactly what you're talking about with that. And also, I will stutter at times, and I'm not a person that stutters. Amen. That's what uh, that's what happens to me too. I've never stuttered. I my, I've got a firm voice and it doesn't falter. But sometimes I'll be talking. And I'll be, uh, 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 you know, it's like who the hell is that? You know. So they got me there too. Yep. Okay. Um. Thank you, guys. Uh. Let's see. New York is on the phone. Indiana. Any anybody else want to say anything? Started early today, so thank you guys for showing up. I thought I'd be here by myself early. <laughs> oh, you're you're welcome. We uh we actually, well, I'll just speak for me. I I, I really enjoy these conference calls because um when I was doing my uh, Navy SEAL behind enemy lines by myself uh, kind of mission, and just doing a like uh, I can I can do it. I'm I've never been a weak person. I can I can hold my stuff. I can I can hold up. Like I don't give up and I don't bend down and I don't break down. But um you know these conference calls they're really helpful because then you feel united and you get feedback and you feel supported. Uh, you know, with the situation that we're dealing with. Yeah, so yeah, Renata, um you know, I'm I'm going to be as much as I can your conference. So. Thank yeah. you, Jerome. I really appreciate that. We're just so thrilled to have you back. <laughs> Actually, we really are. We've missed you for, I, I don't know, that was over a year you were gone, right? Yeah. Um, just doing this. They're, they just they had a whole bunch of things. They're just my computer, then, I don't know, just run into financial problems with the old uh, long-distance plan, and I had to come up with a plan to come, you know, to, to get uh, to be able to call you guys again. So I finally figured it out, so here I am. Do you have an unlimited plan now, Jerome? Yeah, yeah, it's just Good. flat rate. So, yeah, they they were really doing a number with my finances, and they were just making life difficult and, and just trying to... Erode my 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 uh, my status financially, so that's how that. Well, was. the finances the finances are not exempt from the attack. No. Nope. Well, see, I will tell you that their finances get hit one way or another. Yeah. You know, they have to do all these things to destabilize. You know, yeah. finances is a big thing that keeps us afloat. You know, if we don't have the finances to take care of ourselves, then. It's not a good thing. So they they definitely hit the finances. Amen. Yeah, they do. But you know, to your point about the, the these calls, I appreciate your compliment. But they are very um, important for me because um, I'm one of those people. I need to process. I like to to process what I'm going through, not in a a victim type of way where, you know, I do all this complaining and things like that. But I, I feel that it's, it's necessary to talk about some of this stuff and just to get it out. And it's really good to, uh, but also look for solutions. I'm all about looking for solutions. Um, but it's really uh, been very helpful to be able to talk about these things amongst other 
people who are going through the same or similar things. Yeah. So it's been nothing but a blessing for me, and I've learned so much from everybody who comes to these calls, you know, and it, it's really taken the um, the shock value out of some things because, you know, they like to shock you and catch you off guard and all of this. And some, some things that happen, I'll remember hearing about it on these calls so it doesn't affect me the way they would like it to. So it's, it's this call is helpful in more ways than one, really. And there's just a wealth of knowledge that comes through here. People know so much about different areas of the targeting. So it's all been helpful, very much so. What I was going to say is that I also saw someone came across the border, huh? and uh, he's, he's targeting me, and the license plate read Maryland, Maryland, USA. So some, and he, he, was, had a, he had a black Range Rover, but, uh, yeah, he's targeting me. He's been, he followed me in various locations of the sea. So he across the border, so I don't know what that's about. Okay, so which border are we talking? Because you're in Canada. Yeah, it's um. Well, he had a United States uh, plates, and it said Maryland, M A R Y L A N D, Maryland. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's USA, no? Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna do a um, a YouTube video on the road stalking, and the license plates is is part of what I'm gonna talk about. Because it, I think it's just a matter of um, perspective and changing your perspective on a whole lot of this targeting. Because when I see those license plates, because that happens a lot. That's a common tactic, by the way, Jerome. That's a very common tactic that they use is the license plates from different states. You know, even here in California, you'll see all these different license plates all around you from these different states. And that's that's just another one of their mind control tactics, really. That's what it is. That's all it is. I'm going to do a whole uh, video on that. I know someone who gets that really, really, really bad, and it really has this person very upset when they see all these different license plates constantly everywhere they go. So um, that can really cause a lot of anxiety for some people. You guys don't see um, United States plates very often over there, Jerome? Uh, yeah, it depends. Sometimes I'm downtown and I see a lot of, like, uh, you know, USA license plates because they come across the border to visit Toronto. But uh, here, no, not really. No, it's just like, um, it's not that, it's not, it's not like a tourist area, you know, section that I'm living at. Like, not like downtown Toronto or something like that. So, you know, it just strikes me a little strange that I would see, like, a United States, uh, uh, no license plate uh, up here, and it follows me. I, I saw it in different uh, locations when I was uh, going about my business. So yeah, he's targeting big time. Then I was walking uh, back to the place that I was staying, and uh, you know he pulled up just ahead of me, and uh, he took out his phone and started doing some things I didn't care about. I didn't, I didn't watch what he was doing, but he wasn't dialing any numbers. He was just pushing buttons. So I guess he's trying to get to me get into my brainwave or whatever and do his thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Most of the stuff, you know, they're just trying to get your attention. You just have to ignore it. Yeah, I'm already there. Like, I don't find them very interesting. 
you know, because if I if I was to really just pay attention to everything that these people were doing, I'd never get anything done. Because as soon as I that's step true. out, yeah, as soon as I step out the door, it's on. You know, and uh, that time that I called you on the street, they were trying to knock vehicles off my shin, and I had to be pulling my lady out of the way because she doesn't even know what the heck's going on. I don't think, you know, on an intersection, and I'm going, what the hell is going on? And then they were just standing all around me when I was on the phone, and they were just like under. Just oh my! It was crazy that day that I called you. I had to, I had to let you know what the heck was up. I, I called you, or did you call me? Anyway, it's um, yeah. I just had to get you on that phone. There, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was out of control. I don't know what they, uh, what they were thinking that day. But you know, it was just ultra stalking. They were just in my face everywhere I went. They were in my face. It was crazy. Well, they already had uh, had amped it up and, and, and had you somewhat triggered, or at least they were hoping that they had you triggered with the landlord situation. So yeah, when you yeah. went out, you know, they, they put that on top of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And tried to just make that a bad day, hoping that you would go over the edge that day, but you didn't. Thank God. That's, um, I've never... Uh... They'll take more than what they can give, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they take advantage of anything that is going on in your life in a negative way. They take advantage of that. They take advantage of those opportunities to try to really, really, really get you to go off. Yeah, hell, uh, amen, because most of the time on long weekends, they attack me heavily. And uh, the birth, the uh, the anniversary of my uh, of when my son passed, they they just bring it. Gloves are off, weapons locked. Bring it, baby. They just want to knock me down into sludge and turn me into compost. And I'm ready. I love that stuff, right? It makes me stronger. So I can stand firm and just slug it out. But uh, any any special day that they know, they're gonna they're gonna try and rip my ear off. And that's fine. That's what the devil does, right? So that's right. Yeah, the, any, anything that they can grab onto, they'll they'll just they'll rip you down into, into nothing. So there's nothing left of you. So you just apply the blood, just crying and whimpering on the ground, curled up in an em, embryonic position. They'll just laugh their guts up. That's where they want you to be. That's where they want you, you know, to go. They want you to be, I don't know, not here. They they don't want you to exist. They don't want you to breathe. They don't want you to eat. They don't want you to have a companion. They don't want you to have a TV. They don't want you to have a roof over your head. They just want you in a bus shelter, bus shelter with booze in your hand or cracking your veins, just just whimpering and crying like a baby. Then they'd be laughing at you and still probably still trying to rip you down to even further further down than than what they put you. Uh, you know. So yeah, it's all. Well, it's a it's a it's a ostracizing. That's yeah. what it is. Where you're. You know, they want to send a message, you're not welcome, you're not deserving, you don't belong here, we don't want no. you here. You know, it's ostracizing, can, keeping you on the outside of everything. They can kiss my tukus because, you know what, I I do, I do, I try I try and do good for, uh, I'm not a boy scout, but if I see anyone in need of assistance, I will try and help them. I am a better person than these scumbags will ever be. Strong. Um, so the very fact is, I, I have more rights to be here than them. If they, if it, if it comes down to it, let me just say that. The very fact that none of us could do this to someone else, to perp someone else, 
um, shows were better than them. That alone, mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, and what you just said, like how they just want to grind us down into nothing, um, that's a fact. I mean, you know, I've really woken up to just, I've known for a while that they're evil, but wow. And every time my guard's down, so to speak, my confidence is down, you know, some days, we all have our days. You know, they just go nuts. I mean, it's like, I don't know if it's the telepathy or what they're doing, but they can sense, they know when they have a window, so to speak, and they are opportunists. And I'll tell you later. Well, they they know because they're pretty much in all or just about all aspects of our lives. You know, you have to remember that our cell phones are, are speakers, basically, two-way radios or whatever you want to call them. So if we're having a conversation with someone on the phone and talking about our bad day or this is what happened, or even if you're not on the phone but your phone is in your general area, they can hear. They can hear everything that's happening in your house or wherever you are if that phone is nearby. Oh, no, there's not, no to, price, not to mention they probably have listening devices planted. I'll, I'll go as far as, like, I really firmly believe in the remote neural monitoring now. Like, there's no privacy, like, mentally. And I'm not getting yeah. psycho territory here. I just, from what I've been reading and the way, like I've said in the past, they've had skits arranged way ahead of time, and I never wrote the plans down, where I'm going to go, never said out loud. They have things so well-coordinated. But uh, I'm seeing mind control more openly than ever. I mean, like, wow. I mean, my perps, I just... Most of them are too stupid to carry what they do off so well. And by well, I mean well-coordinated. So there's definitely a computer doing a lot of this stuff. I, I believe that. Not 100%. A lot of these people are scripted. But they just do things in such a synchronous way, you know, almost flawlessly. You know, It's a chain, it's a chain of command. I, I was in the military. I know a chain of command. You got your flunkies, you got your little foot soldiers that don't really know why they joined the military and they're just doing things because they're told to do things. And then you have the people that are pulling their strings and telling them where to go and what to do. Oh, I'm not giving them any credit, Jerome. I think these people, like you say, they're scumbags and they are cowards. They, I have a few dozen names I could rattle off for them. But um, one thing, like, you know, I, I'm like kind of like your mentality. I'm not going to, like, give them satisfaction. Uh, they've gotten so much from me already. There's so many things I'll never be able to do, any of it, a lot of us, all of us, depending on your perping. But I'm, one thing that pisses me off, I'm realizing more and more, is I'm so tired of when I go out being a hypervigilant state of mind. You know, like, not like they're going to attack physically. If they're going to do that, you know, that would be the last resort for me. I mean, like, violence. But what I'm saying is I've, I'm working on deconditioning myself, deprogramming myself, so to speak, and I really am. <clears throat> Pardon me. But it's like just an automatic mindset. No matter how confident and uh, assured I am of myself, when I go to certain places, my defenses go up, and I just, I've just i become more aware of this than ever. This is really pissing me off that, like, uh, I have to be, quote, have to be in this hypervigilant state of mind on the defense. And it's just really... I did a, um, I did a uh, YouTube video on deprogramming last night, but I took it down. Um, I'm going to revise it, and I'll put it back up tonight. Oh, that'd be sweet. I did, I, and the other one, I like, I like the other comment you made, Renata. I like how they're willing, like, you pay your taxes and they're willing to take your money, the businesses. And it's true. And, yeah, they, uh, it's about ostracizing us and treating us like crap. And the more I look at these things, these pieces of crap. Garbage. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just, I really like, you know, I used to be one of these people that try to look for the best in most everyone and give people the benefit of the doubt. 
And not that I'm shutting absolutely every person I come across during the day out. You know, I won't, I'm not going to be like mean to everyone, but um, these people, I, I now I, I see them so dark and gray and dead inside and empty, vicious and cruel and hateful and just twisted. Because I don't have to defend myself. I went through that stage. I didn't. I didn't commit a crime. This and that. I'm not crazy. And I'm way past that guilt crap. And like you know, as you know, they. That's the main thing they do with the brainwashing. They try to make you feel guilty. I mean, that's a theme for all types of brainwashing, whatever cult or whatever. In our case, but I look at these people, and I just. I was never one of these people that said I'm better than so and so. But yeah, I think Jerome was saying something there just now. I. We're all better than them. Just could not conceive of doing this. I mean, I'd like to kick some of my perps in front of a bus, so that's not nice. I just, you know, they get on your skin now and then, but I could not continually do this to someone else, and I'm not trying to whine about it. It just it just boggles my mind. <clears throat> Pardon me, now that I can step back farther than ever between the meditation and other things I've been doing for myself to work on myself, um, I, I really see these people in a much, much different light, and it's not much fear is more disgust. The, the hypervigilance I was talking about, it's just like that I'm, I get tired of having to have to be on my guard. And I'm not constantly on my guard in the public, but it's just an old habit conditioned into me over the years. But um, getting back to these freaks, they just, I have nothing but disgust for them. I mean, I don't obsess and think about them all the time, but just absolute disgust. One thing I just want to mention, um, and I'm, I know other TIs have had this. I just want to throw this out there. It's, it's funny almost. I usually n- almost never dreamed up to the last couple months ago, and I've been having three or four dreams a night, and it's like watching someone else's dream, like going to like watching a movie almost, because I'm barely ever in them. They have almost nothing to do with me, and it's all part of trying to like freak me out and reinforce whatever they're doing. It's this is all absolutely everything they do is negative and I don't know, I don't mean to ramble on I'm just I'm just saying like they're um, the dreams are just amazing every night. Uh, just like craziest stuff. And like my parents are in some of them actually, so some of them are kind of about me, but um they really try to get you from every angle. Well, they can they can definitely manipulate your dreams. Oh no, I yeah, I know that now we're not I've been doing more and more reading up on this stuff and the directed energy and the remote neural monitoring and I, I was recently uh, researching holograms, and I think a lot of uh, the dreams are probably holographic, too. Really? Could That's, be. Possibility. One of the things they can supposedly do is uh, go directly to our visual cortex. In other words, you know, bypass, like, our eyes and just project images in our head. And I guess holograms would be part of that. Uh, I just... Um, they play dirty. It's like it's like you're playing chess or checkers or whatever game with another person, just, except you're playing against, um, depending on your targeting, like dozens or over 100 players. At one time, they cheat. They move the pieces of the board when you're on the board when you're not looking. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, like, um, they also kind of knock you out, so to speak, and they move the pieces. In other words, it's like they look at this as a game, but it, and it's not a game, and they look at it as a war, I guess. But it's not a war because it's one side doing, it's an attack on us. What I'm trying to say is they have every conceivable advantage, and yet when you try uh-huh. to do like an a activist thing, a YouTube video, uh, make it public, and they quote, unquote, punish us. They think they have, I, I picked this stuff up now and I can see it clearly. They think they have the right to, quote, unquote, put me in my place, to punish me. And No, they don't. They never had it. 
But for a while there, before I knew I was a TI, they had me going. They really kept me going with the guilt and the shame, I don't know about what, and the fears and the insecurities. So whether they could read the minds or what, I this, this much I know, they did talk to at least one of my uh, psychiatrists I used to have, and I guarantee the guy, like, because I've been perked by, like, let's see, definitely by two psychiatrists over the years. But, um, yeah, they, they, they use every trick in the book, and yet when you show a little backbone, you, like, look them in the face, most of them, like, almost everyone will back down. It just They're disgusting. I, I don't mean to bitch and moan here. I'm saying stuff that everyone on this call listening to the archives will understand. It's just that just every now and then you just get so tired of, like, the stupidity. These are literally children in adults' bodies. Go ahead. Yeah, James, it's, um, it goes like this, man. It's, um, there's no such a thing as a fair fight, and this is a fight. So anything can happen in the fight, right? Don't look for it to be a fair fight. It's just a fight. So um, what you do in a fight is you try to survive. You try and stay above it and try and, you're trying to get ahead of it, right? So don't look for any kind of niceness. This is a this is a conflict. They're they're trying to harm us. They're trying to destroy our lives, right? This is a fight. This is a fight for your individuality. It's a fight for who you are. It's a fight for your family. And it's not going to be fair, right? There's no such thing as a fair fight. It's just. So I, I agree. I, and I look nice. at it as a as a spiritual warfare. There are some of us who look at it. Right. That's true. It's a combination of attacking our minds, our bodies, our spirits. But Jerome, was I coming across as like, I, I'm not being confrontational. I, I don't expect to be fairness from these people. Yeah, I, it, yeah I, don't, I don't misunderstand you, but I'm just saying that it's, all it is is a fight, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, so you, you're just going to be prepared for sand in the eyes and a kick to the groin or just someone biting you or just spitting in your face. There's no such thing as a clean fight. I, I will tell you that for, from experience, right? If That's a very to, good point, Jerome, because when uh, there is a fight and there is a war, um, people come to win. They don't come to play. They, they exactly. come to win. No holds barred. They come to win. Oh, you know? I expect the is not here, so they will do anything that they can That's to right. get it gone. You know, some commit suicide or some just you know, succumb to their ailment or whatever they're trying to, uh, you know, with breed cancer or whatever. But, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to, as much as I can, as far as I can for about 100,000 years or until we win, either or, whichever comes first. I'm not giving up. Okay, let me see who, who all is on the phone. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, who's on the phone from, from Indiana? Hi, Renata. It's Lauren. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just kind of quiet. I went to a dentist, so I'm just listening in. Oh, are you okay? Uh, root canal. A lot of pain, but yeah, I'm okay. I guess so. I hope. I hope okay. Yeah. Root I, canal. Only, yeah, yeah. I only went because I needed it. I didn't want to go, you know. Yeah. But you're right, you're right about the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're right about us that this is a fight, and it's not a fair fight because it's they all of the whole program is like it's like a lion fighting a kitten. We're the kitten, you know what I'm saying? It's so over heavy. They don't even understand how ugly it looks. You need a lion fights a kitten. Need to take that back. Need to take that back. Need to take that back. If I'm a kitten, if I'm a cat, I'm a tiger. 
Not a kitten. Well, well, but here's the thing. I, I get her. I get her point. Is is not uh, like you said, Jerome. It's not a fair fight. People don't come to fight fair. But here's yeah. the thing about that, though. When she said a lion fighting a kitten, that's a good analogy because they have that bully mentality. There is a, thousands of people against one person. Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah, medical, our services, our jobs, our, you know what I mean? The whole infrastructure of life. They're making us feel like Atlas. Oh, it's but unfair. It's these ugly. people like, will themselves start to turn into a kitten one-on-one with us. But as a group, which is literally a gang, yeah, they're acting like a, a, a lion or whatever, and we mm-hmm. are a kitten. Technically, we are because, right, you're right, they have the advantage, unfortunately. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. No, no, yeah. That's not, that's not an a, analogy. Yes, that's all. So Which is actually a, actually kind of a sickening. Well, actually, it's kind of a sickening fight. Actually, it's it's so heavy handed. It's ugly. It's insecurity. It's weak. It's, it's ugly. Yes, and it is meant to destroy. It is it's really hard to, to wrap your head around this whole thing and see it for what it is. But you have to do it. And just, I yes. it took me a while to like. I'll just say quick to really admit that this is basically an assassination program. I mean, yes. like, no more, yeah. no less. It is. It is. It is. Um, so David in the chat room said it's a spiritual war and it's a test. I, I agree. I, I agree. agree. I agree with that. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you, a good question asked you all. I'm, I used to think it was a kill program, and then I'm changing. It's a kill program, but it's a self-kill. You know what I'm trying to say? They want to, you know, ride us until we destroy ourselves. Well, I'm kind of getting right. out of it. Yeah, right. exactly. We're isolated enough. You get depressed enough. I mean, look, they, they literally do know us better than ourselves. I, I, I know that now. I, don't, I have no doubts. And they know stuff. Psychologically, they know everything. Consider... All the data from East Berlin, East Berlin, East Germany, Nazi Germany, yeah. uh, China, uh, Pol Pot, Vietnam, um, like Russia, everywhere mm-hmm. they've done this, and uh, oh, Russia was East Germany. What I'm saying is, all over the world for who knows how many uh, decades, at least 50 years of this type of thing, gang stalking, they have been compiling all the data, you know, gained from like psychologists and the military course on like how people react, what they react to. It's not just like gang stalking, of course. It's called, you know, just it's all the conditioning, the brainwashing, the mind control crap. But they have been like, you know, any science, think about it. Like, you know how scientists, like, from other countries been sharing data since, like, well, until since communication has been around? They've been doing the same for the gang stalking stuff and how we think and how we react and how we behave, all that stuff. So what they're doing to us now, what they've been doing for years, depending on how long yep. you're going to target, it, this is the, this is literally we're getting a legacy or legacy of like all the scientific research and all the who knows how many millions over the decades of targets all across the world. And they, they know what may, oh, the best way to isolate somebody with smear campaign is just one little bit to drive somebody to be so depressed. That they think they have nothing else. A lot of lose, and they just, you know, take their lives at times. And it's, it's horrible. But, um, I really believe this too. Since they can control our emotions with whatever you want to call their toys, direct energy weapons, I'm not sure which one specifically. I don't even know if they use the same names we use. Well, they do. I guess the patterns they have for some of them. The point is, not only do they do it socially, you know, with boots on the ground, so to speak, um, the isolation, they do it with the direct energy weapons. So like, like I've said myself, myself, I've 
looked in the direction, and I've seen a trigger. I guess it's microwave hearing, as Nigel told me. And, like, I've had anger out of nowhere or fear out of nowhere, and I've never had that stuff come on naturally in the past by itself so fast. So they're, they're playing dirty on every conceivable level and ones we don't even know, even know about probably. So, it's yeah, it's a warfare. I just don't like calling it a war because, as comedian Bill Hicks said, a war well, is besides are fighting. On what, um, it's a war on the American people. I think it was Lauren that uh, said um, that it's a slow kill program. I think that's what you said, Lauren. Somewhere. 
is as real as it gets. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, well, I have no fear over what you just said. What I mean is, like, I'm not talking like I've been vulnerable far from it, but, you know, I'm not going to – I've lived in fear for so long, you know. I mean, like, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's like this Jane yeah. Helm thing. I'm not even, like, thinking about it hardly. I'm not obsessing about that, which I can't change. I'm not being, like, uh, indifferent or apathetic. I'm just saying, you know, certain things I'm just going to – and I'm being insane this is a spiritual way. Put my hands in God. I put mm-hmm. my fate in the hands of God. And that's just, what we have to do. That's, that's what we, we have, have to do. do. He's our yeah. ultimate protector, and we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we should fear no evil because God is with us. And that's how I believe, and that's how I live. And, uh, you know, we're going anyway. That's, mm-hmm. I, I have faced, I have faced my fear of death being in this program. I was terrified of death before this. Now I'm not because I know where I'm going. Um, yeah, Renata, everyone's going to go. Let me read that baby, please. Hang on one second. Bad Baby said they killed Claire Worley. I'm not sure who that is. Um, she said a semi ran over her. A big rig tried to run me off the road a couple weeks ago, you know. Um, and uh, what is his name in Southern California? He was shot on the freeway. Oh, that's right. He, uh, Ken, Ken Baker. And he yes. he um he chased the perpetrator mm-hmm. uh, because you know he's a, he's an ex police officer so I'm sure that part of him the purple from out of town I remember now yeah and and he yeah he was from out of town yeah he was from out of town you're right he caught the guy the guy sitting in jail all this time in Southern California but he was I think from Arizona so yes you know I guess they travel their hitmen in or whatever. You know, but yeah, so it, it's a dangerous thing. We shouldn't take it lightly. Um, we have it, it, it's just pertinent that we just give our lives to God and know that um, that He will protect us from this. But, but it's and, amazing that while all this is going on, while the perps are doing all this, and a lot of them know what they're doing. They actually you can tell by their stupid expressions. They look at this as like a game, as enjoyment, and they know they're isolating us. They know where they're. Uh, just like uh, taking things away from us, and and it's I just I see the stupid grins. I always say ass eating grin, but it just it boggles your mind how utterly evil they are. How contemptible. Mm-hmm. Well, they are <laughs> evil. These are these are Satan's foot soldiers. That's the way I. Yeah, they. You know, some of them, some of these people may be fallen angels. I know these people are from the dark side. That's all I know. Um, and we just need to give our lives to God and know that our lives are in His hands. What, the way I think of it is that when we, when I was born, I'm gonna speak for myself. I was given a number. When that number is called, I have to answer. Period. Period. We, we've got to answer. This and much so I know in my peace Be ready to answer God's calling. Be ready to hear. Hopefully, you will hear. Well done, that good and faithful servant. And the way we're going to hear, well done, is to do our work, the work that we were sent here to do. We are here to do a job. We are here to bear the light in the midst of all this darkness. That is why God has us here. That's what I truly believe. So find your calling, find your purpose, find your place in all of this. Don't so much focus on them. Focus on doing good for humanity, giving back to humanity, doing God's work. And the rest is in his hands. Let the chips fall where they may. Nobody wants anything bad to happen to any of us. But some things are not in our control. 
And so we just have to roll with it, be the good people that we are, continue to be true to who you are, you know, con- continue to bear the light, be that wonderful, beautiful person that you've always been, do anything and everything you can to counter these um, these attacks on you and these mind control tactics, and serve God every day of your life. That's, That's all what I wanted to say real quick. Uh, whenever and however my time does come, if I'm aware or cognizant, awake, um, I want to at least I want to be able to tell myself and know that I was, at least I try to be true to who and what I am, true to myself, you know, try to be a decent person on that. What if we win tomorrow? What if we win tomorrow? What if we win tomorrow? Remember, I keep on saying, how did the Jews feel in the concentration camps? They they felt like they got nothing left. Some of them were just skin and bones, but, you know, some of them survived, This this is the same damn thing. I mean, think about the Nazis. They thought they were going to dominate the world. Where are they now? They're dust and and worm food a long time ago. They're just dust and bones now. Oh, hell, I haven't given up any kind of hope, Jerome. I believe me. I I would literally like spit in the faces of a lot of these people if I wouldn't get in trouble. I'm just saying like whenever and however my time comes, whenever that is, I just want to know that I've been loyal to what I am and not one of these pieces of ass. But, uh, no, in the meantime, I have not given up hope far from it. I know there's things been taken from me from all of us and things a lot of us will never be able to do. I'm not trying to, like, be the misery loves company type of mindset. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you have the, the smear campaign, the lies, all the crap they're talking about us and going to storekeepers and all kinds of people, there's, I mean, I'm glad you met somebody. I, I'm happy as hell. That's something I'm not even going to try again. I, I just won't because they'll try to sneak some piece of crap in my life. The thing is, in other words, but I just, um, I have not given up hope uh, regardless of all the crap they're doing. I try to find laughter and joy when and where I can. I mean, there's things I'd like to start doing, like I used to play the piano, but um, I back into it, but um, I'm not going to let them Well, you know what? You know what I say to myself? I say, if it all ends today, what am I going to be able to say that I've done? to try to help this situation, to try to help someone, to try to get it to stop, to try to, what have I done? That's 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 the way I try to think. What have I done? I'm trying so hard to take the focus off of me, just try to help in any small way that I can. Because only what we do for God, that's, that's the only thing that's going to last. Nothing else is going to last. Only what we do for God. And so we really have to get serious about, trying to give back in all of this. Because there's somebody who needs something that we have to offer. There's, there's new new TIs every day popping up. I'm telling you, every single day somebody is realizing that something strange is happening in their life like we once did. You know, and we have to be ready to try to accommodate those people because if it had not been for all those people who created YouTube videos, I would have taken those two bottles of pills. But the Lord spoke to me and said, go to YouTube and put in all those words that I've been giving you all week. I was giving little words in my spirit all week, targeting. This feels like targeting. This seems like gang. I didn't know why I was giving those things. But I went to YouTube and I put all those words in and I came up with targeted individual programs. And that's when I started listening to the videos. And had those people not put those videos out there, then I'm pretty sure I would have ended it that day. So 
I said that's to say that we, we have a job to do. It doesn't have to be videos. It doesn't have to be articles. It's whatever, however you choose to do it. But we, we need to get busy. We need to get busy. There's a lot of people out there who need yeah. who need some guidance with this. Let's get lost because uh, what, what I'm trying to do is, well, I do the English, but um, I try to increase my employment and get more hours and get uh, a new employment position. And I saw the vehicle. They were ahead of me, and they, they went there, and they talked to the guy. I saw the vehicle. I, I was one of the vehicles that follows me. So he went there, and he talked to the guy. I knew exactly what happened. But I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. You guys are freaking out. At no charge, and I am filing lawsuit. Those that laugh first, they won't be laughing when they're on the phone. Somebody's phone is loud. You need to They won't be laughing then. Does anybody want to say anything? They're doing that on purpose. That's the sound that you guys hear. Does anybody want to say anything? What? Can anyone hear? I can hear. Yeah. What I was trying to say is I was trying to increase my employment. I was trying to get another position that could increase my money. And I saw one of the vehicles that followed me, and it went ahead of me, and I think he was talking to the guy that I was going to speak uh, to about the employment. So, yeah, they do what they do, and you just have to do what you do, which is not give up. These guys are scumbags, and they're going to try and uh, block your every move, but you just keep on moving. I actually keep doing what you can. You know, you're right. You have to keep moving ahead regardless of what they do. I actually, like, I won't say waste of the time, but two places here in Buffalo, one's in the suburbs, whatever, where these uh, security guards drunk on power screw with me. I actually went up to the managers on duty at both of these places. One's a Lexington Co-op on uh, Buffalo a health food place. It's a big-ass supermarket for health food. Anyways, you know, and the guy, like, actually uh, said, oh, I'm sorry, like, this and that. And I, I said, it's harassment. I didn't say I'm a targeted individual, none of that. But I just basically said, well, the guy shadows me, all security guards for years, the last three or four years before the store. They shadow me, they give me the looks, and I just come in here and mind my own business. And, you know, it's just hilarious. I mean, I expect the crap to go on. And in this other place, um, I just like going and get ice because they take ice baths. It sounds weird, but the point is, um, I I said the same thing about security guards and the the manager, and these are plain clothes security guards, but, you know, know, when it's a security guard, screw with you. And like uh, the guy, extremely sir, we have no uh, plain clothes security guards, and so I guess like then, um, um, I, these guys like literally like, almost try to get in my way, and you know I just had to speak up out of like the sake of dig- for the sake of dignity, no other reason. I don't expect this stuff to change, because in the past I would make complaints a couple times, not like crazy, just a few times, and like they would BS me and lie to me like on the phone or in person. The managers and all that, uh, we don't have uh, this and that security. I'm not afraid of these idiots. I just, everyone, you know, like, you know, your dignity takes a hit. You just want to, like, speak up. What you can do, get a personal follow back. They, they, they did that to me at one of the stores where they, where I was in. Somebody needs to mute your phone. Okay, I have to mute everybody. It's a female's voice. Um, yeah, I'm going to mute everybody. I think it's Central Colorado. Okay. Mute that person. 
Okay, go ahead, Jerome. Was that yourself? Yeah, it's um, they they did that security thing where they they shadowed me. As soon as I came in, there the guy was just on my heels for everything, and uh, you know, I told him to get out of my face, number one. Good for you. And and he said that he was doing his job. This was before I knew I was a PI. And anyway, so instead of instead of like uh, you know, like uh, you know, shouting or getting upset. I just stood outside the store and I and I and I just dedicated myself to turning people away from that store, and I turned away about 40 people wow. from that store. I turned around, I turned away about 40 people. I told them that these what happened inside. These guys were just hassling me and bullying me. The security guards, they're just a bunch of you know no good cretins, villains, and I didn't do anything. And and I turned away 40 people, and I was happy with 40. Then I went home. So I I, I affected their ability to make money that day. I turned away 40 of their customers, and that was good enough for me. So that's what I Yeah, I, I, I think I could go on Facebook for some of these businesses and, like, badmouth them. You know what? I mean, because standing outside of the store, I don't know if, like, I could pull that off, but that's great. I love hearing that. They, they, what they do a lot of these clowns is, like, uh, same-time uh, exit whatever or a synchronization. They're going, I'll leave, they'll leave, or, like, just, 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 just disgusting. And every single one of them know they have the backing of the police and just yeah. – just you know, it's like it doesn't bother me, or I don't take it doesn't bother me in the sense that I feel like any kind of threat. None of that. It's just annoying. It's insulting. And I, I know, like the smear, I keep saying smear campaign, but they're told we're thieves and we're terrorists and we're crazy and all the other stuff. And just you just get tired of it. It's like annoying. It's like a mosquito. You just want to swat and just step on it. It's really hard. And just squish into the ground. Yeah, mean it. They try to reduce you, but. You know, you just got to stay up and just do your best. Yeah, and again, a lot of these guys really are on a power trip, literally. I mean, like, they, they are. I mean, like, and some of them are so amateurish and childish. It's just, it, it just, every now and then, like, I just have to step back, step back and, like, you know, just assess things and realize most, all my perps, varying degrees, are just morons. But Renata, you've mentioned, like, how, like on one of your, like, uh, video things, how, like, you know, security guards, like, are just... I'm just throwing it out there because it's just annoying, like I said, nothing more. But yeah. um, you just have to go on and find, like what, like I said, the happiness you can in your life, regardless of like how dark they want to make things, how ugly they want to make things. And yeah, just, well, Renardo was there when, when, the, uh, when the house owner was saying that I, w- <laughs> I should go on my medication. So if it was any other person, they might, that, that might have, you know, produced like reasonable doubt because he was saying, well, Going on your medication. Do you take your medication? You're crazy. So if it was any other person besides Renata, it might have worked where they thought that I was unstable, you know. But um, that's just what they do. They try to get people to believe that you're crazy and unstable and on medication or schizophrenic or just wacka wacka doodoo. But, you know, that kills me, the the mentally ill thing, because... I know more about it than, well, I know a ton of it now and about it. And it's like, first of all, like, psych, symptoms of actual psychosis are like nothing, almost nothing like they portray in the movies and, and like, in TV. And there's it just people use the word crazy just like it drives me crazy just hearing the way they just throw around all the mental illnesses. Like, oh, you're manic depressive because people have uh, changes in mood or, you know, just normal changes in mood, or if people are depressed, which life normally does, uh, they say, yeah, you need help for your depression, get on some balls or whatever, you're suicidal, just, I mean, people get that way, of course. What I'm saying, um, 
I love the way they throw around that we're so crazy when uh, I guarantee just about all of us conduct and carry ourselves as normal. And yet, of course, with the perving, you know, they get people so aggravated that you just like, I'll be honest, I mean, sometimes I'll talk to myself quietly and intelligently, or I'll cast some dirty looks here and there because they push you and push you and they try to use how you react, of course, you know, to reinforce the image of you. But screw that. I, I just well, don't have, anymore. They have to use that crazy card to discredit you. Oh, yeah, that's the scripture. You don't know what you're talking about. Once a person has you in their mind as mentally ill, you're no longer going to listen to anything you have to say. Your credibility is shot because the message has been sent that you're not thinking right. People are so indoctrinated and conditioned and believe in the mentally ill people. Uh, I can't take care of themselves or or can't be trusted, and especially, which is very rare in real mental illness, that uh, people with mental illness are dangerous, they claim. And, again, it's very, very rare. And you know what? Yeah, no matter how articulately, or I'll say right uh, correctly, no matter how well you articulate your speech, no matter how intelligently and calmly and logically you talk, no matter how much sense you make, uh, if you're labeled crazy, that's going to be in the back of people's minds. It's going to taint how they look at you. And it's well, pretty and sad. It's just another example how they can't think for themselves. That, is, that whole label is designed to uh, discourage the TI from uh, disseminating any information, you know, talking to anyone, uh, trying to get any bills passed, trying to speak out about this whole program, because then you have it in your mind where everybody thinks I'm crazy, so I'm not going to say anything. But, no, you still should. You still should, because it doesn't matter what people think about you. Oh, I still, I'll, still speak, I'll still speak up. Your, no, I'm, not, just, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking oh. to you. I'm just saying in general. But I mean, like, like just like, um, yeah, I just, you know, I actually like, I didn't snap like a couple few days ago. One of the dog walking perps, every now and then he does it. He's like staring at me, and he, and he felt a little nervous. The old guy in the '70s walking by in front of my house, and he goes like, uh, "Oh, how are you doing?" And I go, "I'm being f, sorry, gangstuck." And uh, he goes, "What's that?" <clears throat> And I actually said that basically when somebody becomes is called an enemy of the state by the United by the U.S. government for uh, their political beliefs, they had to shorten it, and they use law enforcement at all levels to like uh, put a smear campaign on the person for harassment, and they work with the local community, like you know, neighborhood watch, kind of like your video. Anyways, and I go, you wouldn't believe it to the guy, you know, I, you know, it sounds like nuts. He goes, oh, I believe it, and he walks on. But uh, it's just it's just hilarious. Like you know what? Because there must be a way to sum up what gang sucking basically is in just, like, one paragraph, even just a few sentences, just to get the message across of, like, you just, like, you talk to people. Because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I just, like, you know, I, I'm ready to talk about it. I just, I mean, I deal with it, some old guy, old perp with his dog walking by, but, because um, it's just enough. They, they've taken, I really, it's really hit home. I mean, like, I'm, I'm aware, but I'm constantly waking up. But it keeps hitting me more and more how much they've taken from me and how much in the last, it's over 20 years, I'm putting it 24, 25 years has been going on, that how much they've stolen from me, how much they've, like, how much I will never be able to do. And I'm not crying and all that. It applies to all of us, but it just pisses me off the more I realize it. And, and they just, it's, it, like I said, it's hard to really wrap your mind around the enormity of this. Because it's such a widespread thing. And, again, you can't just research gang stalking, like you said, Renata. You have to research so much stuff. And, uh, anyways, I just, uh, without joining on, I'm just, like, um, I'm just going to try to take a little time off of, like, researching this stuff. Because all I've been doing is reading up on gang stalking and directing energy stuff. And just, 
I'm getting like you can get burned out almost. Yeah, there's so much to learn. Um, let me see if anyone else. Elvira, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. You? I'm doing okay. Doing pretty good. Good. Are you feel you feeling good today? Not really. I feel like some gas is just coming through the air, air, air AC or something in there. We were talking about we were talking about poisonings and um, chemicals um, coming through the vents and things like that earlier at the beginning of the call. Oh, some well, people you, get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can taste it on my tongue, and then you know, they, I don't know. I should need to come in here and test, and test the uh, the chest things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. I hope she does. What she did was she came in and she she put a lock on the AC. That's number one, a lock where we couldn't control it. And uh, then after that, then we're sitting in here. We can't open no windows because of the AC. Nothing. So now that's what I'm feeling. So. So it's definitely in there, huh? Yeah. So, you know, I just opened the window. I don't care what she said. I know all she got to do is send somebody in here to test the air. Yeah, you need some fresh air. Yeah. Well, I hope it gets better. Well, it will. I have to keep a positive attitude. That's all. I hope that's all. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. No problem. Just wanted to check in. Anyone else who did not get to speak, would you like to say anything? I'm not sure who else spoke and who didn't. So if you did not get to speak and you would like to. Well, I'm from New York. And I I would just like to commend the, the gentleman who has been targeted for 24 years. I don't know how you could have stood it. But apparently God is with you, and you have a lot of strength. And I'm pretty sure um, from the time you you were uh, targeted up until now, I'm pretty sure you can look back and say, I have really grown and I'm much stronger than what I was when I was, you know, when you were first targeted. Um, Fernanda, I, 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 I just want to say one more thing. Fernanda, I did the same thing you did. I started uh, Googling. I, I couldn't make sense of why um, uh, the Verizon trucks were following me and the policemen were following me. And all, you had all these different um, uh, utility uh, companies that were basically following me. And I, I, I went in and I did a search. And once mm-hmm. I did the search, I was satisfied that it was confirmed that I wasn't, that I wasn't going crazy. Mhm. Mhm. Good. And, and the other. Mhm. Go ahead. And the other, the other uh, thing is about the um, the license plates. I mean, I see a lot of that here in New York, you know, Texas, California. But I thought that that would probably be because of people, uh, you know, the economy. People change. You know, they, they move all over looking for jobs. So that's what I thought. Mhm, and you know what? You keep thinking that because that way it won't bother you you know and 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 that and that could be the case 
but they also do send intentionally send out of state license plates as well. But it's good that you that's the way you look at it. So it doesn't bother you. Good. I wonder how many I wonder what percent of TIs get the uh license plate things cuz in my case I've only had one license plate that mine, but my eyes are kind of forced to look at, so to speak, and it says uh, no kill, and that was about three weeks ago. But other than that, in the, like I said, 20-plus years I've been a target, now that I know it, um, I haven't had the thing with the license plates ever. Not everyone gets yeah. the same exact well, thing. Quite, I know that. Quite a few TIs get that. Yeah, quite a few TIs get, get the license plate. Also, Renata, I forgot real quick, or anyone else on the call, um, didn't mean to cut you off, um, the color red isn't part of my purpose thing. The color black is, you know, black cars, gray cars, but not red. I don't know why, but, again, everyone's different, but it just seems red's a very, very common theme because maybe it's because it catches the attention, the eye, and it's traumatizing. I don't know. Well, they they use different colors, yeah. They do. Red and black. Red and black seem to be the favorites, but they do use different colors. And colors have frequencies, and frequencies um, have the ability to do different things to your mind, too. It's like, yeah, color therapy, like blue is calming, for example. i yeah. got to really look into yeah. that. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, and then we, if you really get into to studying the colors, you will see that a lot of things in our environment are uh, on that color scheme as well for different frequencies, like the police cars and the, the, the colors of the sirens, all of that stuff they looked into, <laughs> and they, you know, they do it off the color scheme for the frequency. Well, well what I did was I dehypnotized myself by, by, uh, by, I listed all the colors that they usually use against me, and I printed mm-hmm. them down, and I put something that, uh, you know, I can relate to, like, um, Red, I said red is the color of strawberries and cherries, uh, and I love it. There you go. And I, and I just deprogrammed myself by all the colors of yeah. what Making I love. Making new associations. Kind of remote yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking about that in my uh, video that I did last night. I have that um, that piece in there, and that is what we should do to um, to desensitize ourselves is the association. I, I, I just talked about that. That's very good, Jerome. The color thing, you know, like uh, Scott said, the license plate thing, you know, he never noticed or never really. The color thing never really bothered me. In the very, very, very beginning, I took notice to it, but that never bothered me. And I think that was uh, due to the fact that that was one of the first things I learned on these calls. I would always hear people talk about how they stalk people with colors, you know, red and black particularly is what I would hear a lot. And so I already knew in my mind, like, what they were doing. And I have this thing, like, if I can, uh, when I see these tactics, I can tell myself it's just them. You know, I already know. Like, I already know what this is. And so then I can dismiss it. I don't know how to describe that. But it's easier for me to dismiss once I know it's them and I know what I'm working with. And it, it becomes just ignorant to me so to speak, and so the colors is kind of in that category for me. It doesn't matter. Like, I know what you're doing. You're not going to harm me. Like, a color won't harm you. You know, that's what I tell myself. A color will not harm me, you know, and so I don't buy into all these fetishes and things that they try to give you. I just don't buy into it, and I, I thank God for 
the ability to do that because that's not easy because it's a it's a um, psychological warfare. We know that, but I just the colors just don't. That just don't work for me. I just don't let that work. It just doesn't work. Knowledge is literally power, and once I discovered, like I've said so many times, once I admitted that, one, I was being manipulated and mind-controlled, and I've been brainwashed all these years, and I'm still trying to deprogram myself, so to speak, that was like putting together a puzzle, although we'll never finish a puzzle. No one does in life, but it put such a huge or a few big pieces in the puzzle of this gang stock, and it put things in perspective, and I did more reading up on, like, mind control, and, and I, I continue to do so, and it took away a lot of the fear, an awful lot, because I realized not just me, but the perps, too. Most, if not all, my perps are mind control to varying degrees, varying degrees. But it just explained a lot. It took the mystery away. I've said it so many times, how they had things all ready for me, and they still do, and how I actually, yes. like, literally, like, walk in a direction or drive in a certain place, and, like, you know, something's ready for me. It's just like... Uh, and they try to make it look like they have all these magical powers and it's like a game and all that. But what I mean is like... I'm the, not impressed. No, I'm not anymore. You know, like, here's the thing. Everyone, every one of us, if we're being honest, we all have something, like I just said, that that really doesn't bother me, you know. But then we all have those aspects of this that we struggle with. And I definitely have several things that I struggle with. And some of it I've struggled with from the beginning with this um, stalking stuff. Those are the things we really need to focus on trying to um, desensitize and deprogram ourselves for. Exactly. Only, you, only, only you, the individual, know what that struggle is or what those struggles are because it can be more than one thing. For me, there's more than one thing that I struggle with. So uh, those are the things that I really try to focus on and really, really, really try to uh, help myself through those and ask God to help me through those things. So I think that's what all of us should do is just find that thing or those things and just um, challenge yourself to uh, trying to overcome those or at least to get in a better place with them. You know, just challenge yourself one by one with those things. Because we all have those. The Bible calls those strongholds. We all have those strongholds. You know. Be really honest with yourself. Write down like all your strengths, or if you don't want to, all your weaknesses. Or by weaknesses, I mean things that are they use against you on a piece of paper, or whatever. Or type it out, or you know, keyboard and print it out. And like, uh, we're going to be your own therapist. Admit, you know, or if you have a therapist, it'll work with all the better. But, but or I mean, just like, you know, okay. if you don't, if you don't want to write it out, it is good to write, to journal, to do any of that. All that stuff is very helpful. I used to do it. But even and if to write it out in big letters and post it on the wall, I mean, like so you won't forget, like uh, you know, like, what bothers you, what you want to work on. And there's like I'm, I'm finding out, like, um, damn it, emotional freedom technique EFT. Uh, it uses some kind of thing where you, I, I sent it to you, I think, Renato, a basic thing or a link for it. Well, they, they use it on veterans for post-traumatic stress disorder where you do tapping on certain, like, uh, it's like using reflexology, so to speak, and, it, like, you associate what's, what's bothering you. Whatever the case is, this ties in a complex, what we have as TIA's post-traumatic stress disorder because it's an ongoing series of traumas, and it ties into some kind of, like, you want to assist, 
you know, like for phobias, like phobic avoidance or like trying to avoid things which you know, really terrify you, scare you, and that's systematic, systematic desensitization, and then there's a way to reverse uh, dark or bad, whatever Nigel calls it, dark NLP, but there's just, they've conditioned us, and we just have to basically decondition ourselves, but I know this much, I, and, I, and I bet my life that they use their energy weapons, and I'm using a very big term here, but they use their energy weapons to, like, reinforce the conditioning. I could tell because of the type of dreams I have. And another thing, I've said before in this call um, that I have obsessive-compulsive disorder where you, like, worry and think about certain things. You carry out certain rituals physically or ment- mentally and or physically to try to, to alleviate the anxiety to feel better, you know, thinking it'll make – it's like a superstitious thing, although you know what you're doing. So it's not like any kind of psychotic thing. But my point is, all these years I've had some very ugly, intrusive thoughts, criminal, perverse, not, nothing crazy. We all have a little But My point is, I'm beginning to recognize much more clearly that it's not me. It's them a lot of times. I'm not trying to exonerate myself or whatever. But when you have, like, I know I'm essentially a decent person, but when you have these intrusive thoughts and they cause anxiety, and it's a very common disorder. And I'm not trying to classify myself as having one. I'm just saying it's the way my mind kind of works. But, again, they take advantage of all strengths and all weaknesses. And in the case of the OCD, they've tried to make me very insecure and guilty and uh, the shame and the sense of responsibility. There's a lot of, like, personality characteristics that make you ideal for, like, brainwashing, although they've never fully brainwashed me. Um, They've conditioned me as they've conditioned all of us to, like, various triggers we have. So, like, uh, at least uh, the thing is, like, to just be brutally honest with yourself, to literally be your own therapist, and if you want to, like, when I was mentioned, write it out or whatever. That's, like, I do that sometimes. Like, I'll journal because it just helps your brain, like, takes a little Well, you know what? There's there's a lot of different methods you could use, and and people do whatever works. Whatever works. But journaling is is very good. I I like to express myself, so that is good, and I do a lot of writing. Um, but I don't necessarily journal anymore. I write different kind of stuff, whatever. But whatever works. But, uh, so you can do the journaling, but um, it's good if you have someone to talk to, if you have um, another TI friend or a family member who understands or whatever, it's good to express that way as well. But also take things to God in prayer. That's probably the the most method. That doesn't even make sense. But I probably, use, I probably use the prayer um, the most these days, and um, meditation, although I have changed my meditation. I don't do all the meditations I was doing anymore. I do mostly Christian meditations now. But um, whatever kind of meditation works for you, meditation really, really, really helps to deal with a lot of this. And so there's a lot of different things you can do. You should also be doing exercising and eating right and vitamins and supplements and things like that. It all works together to help you one thing I gotta throw in and you're right with the supplements obviously you're right it's a synergistic thing you have to take care of mind and body and spirit and like um, yeah I, I think I said this is called exposure response prevention it's used obsessive compulsive disorder and dealing with anxiety stuff and basically it's a way of being cruel to yourself kind of but it's like it takes away the object of your fear much quicker than anything else and it's much more permanent like, for example, say you fear, like, um, I don't know, say somebody has a thing with police. Well, you, like, have lunch, let's say, or, like, a sit outside a police station, you look at the police cars, 
and you just like, or you walk around with police, and you just force yourself, no matter how nervous you feel, just walk by. I don't, I don't mean talk to them or anything. Maybe you work up to that, but you, what it is is you face with without jeopardizing your life, obviously, or anything stupid, uh, your health. But you, you face that which you fear the most, and you just when you feel the anxiety coming on, you don't do any kind of distracting behavior or thoughts. You don't try to distract yourself. You don't try to, like, uh, what's the word, rationalize or reassure yourself. That's it. You just face it, and if you have uncomfortable, fearful thoughts, you try, and I'm not talking tough here. I'm just talking about exposure response prevention. You guys might want to look it up. You, when you have these thoughts, you don't try to sway away from them. You don't try to rationalize and run away, and they'll be very, very uncomfortable at first, but over time, um, as you see nothing bad happens, you know, whatever your fear is or fears, it becomes less and less a fear. So you get to the point where the fear is pretty much gone. And it I'm really works. But the thing is, fear. it's masochistic. It really can be tough on your, yourself. It's, it's well, it, 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 but you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you that it really works because I've been doing it for years. I've always been somewhat of a brave person anyway. Um, but you just ask God for courage and you do it as long as it's not going to harm you because right. you definitely don't want to put yourself in harm's way. But it really, really, really works, and it's the repetition of it all. You have to right, continue right, right. to do it and continue to do it. And that, that, I'm talking about all those things in this video that I did last night. Um, I'll, I'll be posting it later on tonight. Oh, sweet. Um, onto YouTube. But, yes, that uh, I call it exposure therapy, but it's the same as um, what Scott is talking about. But, it's not a fancy uh, technical word. It's just, but, yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, it works. It works. It works. It works. You just have to be in that place, and you have to be kind to yourself because if you uh, – there have, when, when I started doing that years ago, uh, and it just came to me to do it one day. I don't know why because I didn't even know anything about it. But like I said, I've been sort of courageous anyway. Um, and, and I just have this attitude, this attitude. Some may look at it as negative, but I have this whole how dare them kind of thing. Like how dare them try to send me these subliminal messages that I can't do this or I can't do that. So that kind of stuff kind of ticks me off, and it just makes me want to do what I have a right to do anyway because I'm not harming anyone. I'm not doing anything illegal. So just the fact that you're trying to stop me from doing something, it makes me want to do it. I mean, that's just the way I think. So I've been doing this whole exposure thing for a long time. I don't I don't have a problem with facing my fears, you know, because I know that that is – a very good method to get to get over things, and sometimes you have to do it over and over and over. But it gets, you know, it gets easier. It does. It, it they, they don't stop, so they haven't for me. But it they're gets, never going to stop. No. Well, it has not. Well, so I should say something. Have to stop them. Something I think once they kind of figure out something is not going to work, sometimes they will move on. But even if it doesn't stop, it gets easier for you, and that's the important thing because you're trying to take care of yourself. So that is that, that is a good message. I know Jerome is going to say something. I just want to throw this in real fast. In go ahead, my Jerome. case, wait, wait, wait. Let, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, we're going to have to stop them. They're not going to stop you. We're going to have to stop them, and that's all there is to it. Well, the only way that I see that happening is that, well, number one, I believe that God is going to intervene here. I don't know when, but I do believe that He will. But um, only way I see that happening is that if all of the TIs get in a strong place, and we just do, you know, it, it takes a lot of us. It's going to take a group thing, you know. I mean, there have been 
situations where one person, you know, did this whole thing, but it's going to take a bunch of us to come together, I think. But if everyone is being controlled by fear, then be that much harder, you know? No, hey, they're working against us as a gang, literally, and as a group, an organized group. I mean, like, I'm all for it. I, I mean this. If enough TIs in Buffalo want to do something, I'm not a joiner, but in this case, yeah. But, I mean, you have the damn infiltrators. I mean, I know there's surveillance and all that, and you know, can't do anything about any of that, but the infiltrators, I mean, like, but, you know, it's so easy to keep trying to find something negative. But it's also, like, kind of tough to find, like, I, like, for example, like, just like the idea of advertising and like like one of the local papers here, not necessarily the main like the Buffalo News, but you know another paper that gets to the supermarkets and all that restaurants. I don't know if they would actually take an ad for this. You know. Okay, let me let me read some comments from the chat room. I'm a guest, as I never thought I was going crazy. I've always thought that someone was doing something to make me go crazy, aka gaslighting, trying to gaslight you, right? Um, I never I never thought I was going crazy either. I just had a hard time with the fact that I really couldn't explain. I couldn't explain what this huge change was going on in my life, but I never thought it was me. <laughs> I, honestly, what I thought, because the police were um, so present from the very beginning with me, I mean, it was serious harassment, police harassment. I mean, serious. I mean, the... Um, uh, the sirens and everything, the the bullhorns, when they talk on those horns, they were doing that to me in, in different cities at, on the same day. It, it was it was the fire trucks. It was, it was just a lot going on. So, but I never thought that I was, I was crazy. I just couldn't explain it. So what I figured was, well, this must be mistaken identity. They must think that I'm someone else. That's the only thing I could figure because I, I've never had uh, been one that had uh, police interactions. I've never been that type of person. Like I didn't, I never had problems with the police ever. So I, I couldn't explain it. That 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 was the hard part that I had, and so that's when I started going to the police department and going to Internal Affairs just to you know get interrogated by them. Little did I know that most of them were involved. So I'm with you, I'm a guest. I never thought that I was going insane either. I never did. Even though, you know, people in your life will try to tell you that, you know, and mainly because they don't understand, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I never thought that either, but an awful lot of TIs have. Um, and I'm a guest also says I like to wear all colors. Good. I know um, several TIs will, will wear the colors that they're being stalked with, and that's another way of desensitizing yourself. Yeah. You know, just look right at the colors. That's a color. It's not going to hurt you. They want you to think it will, but it won't. Um, and Bella in the chat room says that work, and she's talking about the exposure therapy, I believe, that works best when the fear or thought is irrational or unfounded. We face real harassment and intimidation. My harassment and my intimidation is just as real as it gets. <laughs> and I think Scott's and everybody else's is, you know, it is. You're right. It is real harassment and real intimidation. And I'm here to tell you that exposing myself to it has helped me um, to get through some of it because it doesn't intimidate me anymore because I'm used to it. I'm, you know, so... Maybe that might not work for everyone, but it, it has worked for me. 
But yeah, the fact is, like in my case, like the things, and I'm not going to broadcast it, let them read my mind, whatever. The things that uh, they've conditioned into me to fear, what few things there are left, um, yeah, they are absolutely irrational. They're unfounded, but they are. But the point they're the point is they are fears that they've uh, put into my head, inculcated in my brain, whatever the word is. So, right. so I'm I'm going to have to use this ERP and whatever else I have to to get rid of it. And like um, you know, other fears, of course, like your death. But I mean, with you know, we, you, you mentioned that several times. You just have to be at peace with that and accept it. And but right. uh, I mean, like yeah, it's just like um, this whole program again. It's it's mainly mainly fear intimidation based. And I think they use the police a lot because I mean, come on, like I read somewhere by fourth grade, everyone's indoctrinated pretty much, becomes a good like mindless zombie robot. Um, and I believe a lot of us are flagged early on, much earlier than we think, with the perfect, because we're basically those. It just seems that all TIs, the ones I've seen on YouTube and like in calls that I think with my BS folder are the real thing, are, are free thinking, outside the box, basically decent people. But people that just didn't fall under the uh, indoctrination, the conditioning so much. But I mean, if you look at it, Renata, the, the, the role playing, the thing, role, role playing. The condition they do as far as, like, uh, authority figures, teachers. And school, by the way, is the worst thing for, like, uh, brainwashing people. That's what I heard, and I believe it. Yeah, it is. Um, California, I just unmuted you. Did you want to say anything? Um, me? Hi. I'm just Hello. here to listen. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very uh, attacked and, and a little depressed and a little not knowing what to do. So I'm just here hoping I can, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for thanks that, for calling. Is that Cindy? Is that Cindy? No, this is Linda from Central oh. California. Is that is that the one you meant? The win I think you just unmuted me. Yeah, no, this is Linda. I'm just in a little kind of down, kind of not knowing, you know, feeling helpless and fearful. Do you want to do you want to share anything? Anything oh, Well, you know, it's just it's 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 the it, like you're talking about the fear. And the intimidation, and I'm usually not someone easily intimidated, and I'm usually not fearful. And uh, this has been wearing on me. I've, I, it's gone. I mean, both physically, emotionally. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm today. I'm, I'm just in a really down place. Is all. I don't know what else to say. I, it's not anything specific today. Well, sometimes I don't like to share exact specifics because they seem to get worse when I talk about it. So sometimes right. I just kind yeah, need to, you know, just listen and hopefully yeah, hear somebody else. There, uh, well, when you talk about things that they don't want you to talk about, they're going to slap you around or try to slap you around. Just the way it works. You can't mute yourself. you got to yeah. accept yourself. You know? Well, you know what? Good point. It's a Good punishment. Point. It's, a, it's a punishment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a negative reinforcement to, yeah. to silence you, to keep you quiet. Isn't but I do, I do understand. I definitely do understand because the attack can get really, really, really bad when you start to expose things. I've been there. You know, I've done that. So I, I know what you mean. So you make sure that you're um, strong enough to deal with it because none of us will have to deal with it. Only you will. You <laughs> Bless know. your heart. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, really. You're right. No, yeah. Really. yeah. That's what they do. They They punish you. Just like Jerome said, they punish you. Yeah, you know when when you when you speak, but you know you get to that place where it's, it yeah. won't matter. Well, sometimes I get brave and I speak out, and then, you know, and then I get hit again. And it 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 yeah, it's a 
I don't know. But then again, if I don't speak out and I let them intimidate me, then it'll just get worse. So it's hard, six of one to half a dozen of the other, you know? Yeah. Well, we hope you feel better. Thanks. Thank you very much. I've been, I, by the way, I've been told about, that your call is great, and that's why I'm here too. There's some people that have told me that, you know, you've got a very rational, reasonable, great call, and, you know, and thank you. Oh, that touches my heart. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. And thanks whoever referred you here. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. So chime in whenever you like, okay? Please Thank feel you. free to talk. Okay. okay. Uh, Bella, hi, I just unmuted you. Hi, Renata. Just wanted to say hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. From California. Um, I just love your attitude, your disposition, and... I just like listening to you, your calmness. Thank you so much. It, it's been a it's been a process. <laughs> it has been yeah, a I know. Long when I, it's really weird because when I'm driving around and getting stalked, I think of you and your voice and things you've said. <laughs> thank you so much. Jeez, like you're sitting. You. <laughs> Excuse me. Like I appreciate now. that. And you know what I tell my children. Um, <laughs> That when they feel when they feel weak to draw their strength from me, and so when you just said that, that made me think of my children. I really appreciate that. I do because that's one of the things I do. I always saw my my mother as a strong person, although she's this very quiet and very meek person. Um, but she's full of wisdom, and I've seen her in uh, times where that could be considered dark for some people. You know, growing up, I've seen her be strong, or at least put on that strong face, which many parents do in front of their children. And so sometimes when I'm feeling uh, weak, because we all do at times, I think about my mother and I, I draw strength from her, you know. And I think that we all can do that because we can all think of people in our lives, even if it wasn't a parent, it could have been a teacher or some sort of mentor or someone you cross paths with somewhere in life. Um, draw from that, you know, draw from that. And, and draw from, um, I listen to uh, motivational speakers a lot on the Internet, and mm-hmm. um, I, I've always been the type that, that uh, seeks, seeks out wisdom. I've always liked wisdom. I would be 13 hanging around 30-year-olds, <laughs> and I would just be kicking their brains, like, what, what did you guys do in the old days? You, you know, and I've always, we have to seek out that um that wisdom and that strength in other people because it will help us. It really will. So you you just touched me when you said that. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. I really do. And all of you guys are, you just don't know. You guys think that I, you just don't know. I, I draw, I, if I cannot make these calls, I don't have this Sunday. And the people in my house don't have <laughs> because I really, I, I rely on the energy that I get from all of you, from everybody. I really do. So I thank you so much. I love your laugh. Sometimes I, um, you know, I, I do that in my head, like you're laughing, doing that cute laugh. So. It helps. Thank you. It really, really does help. So. Thank you. And you know what? I have um, people in my family, they giggle. And mm-hmm. to say how annoying the giggling was, we used to say, that is so annoying when we were younger. And now I notice that I giggle. <laughs> and I'm like, the very thing that I used to say annoys me, you know. And I have to make myself laugh because uh-huh. I don't laugh. 
I'm a very serious natured person. My face is always serious. I don't smile much. Nothing's funny. You could have the greatest stand-up comic, and I probably won't laugh because I just don't laugh. Like, that's not my makeup. So I have to kind of force myself to laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's something to smile about. You know, they want us to think it's not, but there's something to smile about, and there's something to laugh about, you know, and laughter makes you feel good. Yeah. So we have to try to find that. I talked to Linda, the lady you just talked to, who was feeling down. Uh, she and I talk sometimes and just laugh. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if somebody heard us, they think we were nuts, but... <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, we, we laugh at the, we laugh at the ridiculousness of it. You know, it's like, what that? What was that supposed to be? You know, it's because some of the things that the stalkers do is ridiculous, and it and it it it, it helps for us to laugh. That's good, yeah. and it's so good that you guys have each other to have yeah. you know someone to talk to and process some of this stuff. It's ooh, yeah. it's a blessing. It's a really truly a blessing to have someone that you can uh, rely on to be there when you need to talk. Yes. And thank you very much for talking about calling on people from your in your past, maybe that had, gave you strength. My great-grandmother was a pistol. She was nobody to <laughs> mess with. And she raised me for the first several years of my life. You know, and she's the person. In fact, thank you so much for saying that. I already I'm getting energy off of thinking about her and how, right. who she was and how she boy, she meant business, and she was a great gal. And thank you for saying that. I'm calling on her right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. My my grandmother was a pistol too, and yeah. I didn't meet her until I was 19 years old because my my parents had long separated, and we lived in different states, and so I didn't meet her until later. But uh, once I met her, oh my goodness, we had such a connection, oh. and I talked to her just about every day on the phone. And she was a little whippersnapper. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> she was, oh, wow. She was a little whippersnapper, and I just loved her. I loved her, loved her energy. She was a good, good person, too. Nice. So, nice. yes, that, that energy is available to us. I yeah. believe in that. And just, just to think of those those good times, those good memories. Yeah. And I'm talking about that in my video as well, how this program wants to erase all of that, wants to erase those, you know, this is trauma. This is trauma that we're going through, and it's a recurring trauma. And when you're dealing with all this stress and all these traumas, your good memories get replaced with bad ones. So we have to make intentional efforts to recall those good memories and recall those people who brought joy to our lives. You know, just simple conversations or or, uh, that we had with people in the past or um, uh, different experiences that we had, or different holidays, we have to make intentional efforts to recall that stuff. Because yeah. there were some good days. We had some good days. I mean, yeah. a lot of people will say that they didn't, but we had, I went through a lot in my childhood, a lot of traumas outside of this program. But I had some good days. You know, I did. And yeah. I have to really try to to bring that up, you know, because it's so easy to think of all the negative stuff and we're surrounded by this negative energy all the time. But yeah. we can, you know, we can do it. We can do it. And somehow that positive energy kind of can't, well, I don't, the, the better energy that we get from thinking about those people that gave us strength in our lives really mm-hmm. 
to me kind of cancels the cancels the stalker mentality real fast. It's like mm-hmm. it like replaces it. It just moves it right out of the way. At least that's what I'm feeling right now. Is it sort of moves that depression right out of the way. God bless you. Thank you. So let me ask you a question. This is just some food for thought here. Uh-huh. What What about if you had this wonderful relationship, like you guys just described, with um, you know a family member or a friend, and these people brought you so much joy? What? I'm now, sorry. Yeah. I said. I said. What about you had these wonderful relationships with all these people, and like I said, I have really good memories of how strong my mom was and, and my grandmother was a little whippersnapper and I have all these positive memories of these people. Um, some, not all positive, but you know, some, I can recall some good memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about if those same people who brought you joy are now involved in your targeting or at least you feel they are? Oh, what do you, what do you do then? Oh, that's huge. My, my yeah. sister, my sister told me I was delusional and needed to seek serious help and she and I had had created such a close bond, and 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 that just that way, uh, that was I, I don't know, <laughs> it was very difficult to deal with. I've just let her go totally, but it still hurts. I don't quite know what to do with that, you know. Turn her over, turn it over, let it go. I don't know what else to do with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 my husband who is passed on, and my great grandmother who is obviously passed on at this point, they they were the they are the people who I think of them that give me strength and joy and um, strength, and I have to let those people in and and cancel the people that have hurt me. There you go. I don't know what else to do. I can't live. I we can't we can't live with that that constant betrayal of our trust, you know, going through our minds. We just can't do it. It'll that'll wear us out, I think, wear us down. But if we can, you know, change that over to the people that bring us joy, brought us joy. I I agree. That's that's where we that's where my energy has to come from, obviously. Mm-hmm. And thank you for bringing that up about calling on the past people because that's huge. I mean, it is. It really it is. is. Mm-hmm. I look it at it is. as if they're able to do uh, the subliminals. I get a lot of I, B2K, so um, if they're able to do that to me, I kind of think maybe they do it to family members or friends. And so it's easier to forgive uh, them or to overlook it, if you believe that. So It's easier to forgive who? Your family, if they say something odd to you, like very out of place, because mm-hmm. I have a very strong bond, or I've had a very strong bond with my family, and they have said some very odd things to me that doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that can be um, induced, I don't know, like a subliminal. I think it I can be, yeah. I mentioned, pardon me, I mentioned, like, Nigel on one of his calls, he mentioned, like, uh, I brought this up a few weeks ago, I think, how his own kids were beginning to, like, do some kind of gesture with a finger, I think, pointed as a gun or whatever, but doing it to him, and he had to, like, point it out to them to stop it. And he's seen other people do that. So um, definitely, like, uh, you can have relatives, loved ones, you know, like, be, like, mind-controlled and or, like, physically control, whatever, to do things that would upset you. Because, remember, they 
anything they can do to get at you, especially your more weak spots like, you know, those you love and all that, they'll do that. You know, you can't put anything past these animals. And, like, um, so, yeah, if they can, like, make it look like families, like, uh, turning on you, they'll do it. They have the technology. They have the motivation and the, quote, reasons. So, you know, it's very likely they've, that's what they've done. Well, you know what I'll say to that, um, if you feel that anyone, not only family members, but anyone um, may be involved in your harassment, just don't be so quick to to judge. Don't be so quick. Just kind of stand back. And I say that because I've had several people on these calls, even last week, where someone said, uh, asked me, you know, am I perfect now? Two people, I think, last week. Uh, because I think I've said I said some things that um, the people say to them that their stalkers say to them, and I promise you I was not. I was just having conversation, and and I've had that happen more than once. So um, I know that they can manipulate people into thinking that just about everyone is involved. So just kind of take a step back and don't rush to judgment, um, but keep, you know, a critical eye on the situation because you, you do need to know if people are involved. Uh, family members definitely have terms. I've had some that I know for a fact have turned. Um, so keep an eye on it because these people really do have the potential to harm you if they are, in fact, involved. But just don't be so quick to pull the trigger, you know, so to speak. Don't be so quick to, to cut people off because that's what they want you to do. And the mind control can make and, it and just, enemies just, everywhere. Keep a, safe, keep a safe distance if you feel like you need to do that because you do need to protect yourself. But, uh, you know, just, just just watch the situation. That's what I would say. Do you have suggestions for activism or what we can do? Um, anything in the works? <laughs> Well, you can um, you can always do like letter writing. You can okay. um, you can you can do videos. I consider that activism. Um, you can if you're the type, I don't know what what kind of things are you interested in. I think it kind of starts with your interest because uh, you probably won't stick with it if you're not interested. Well, I just um, did a letter a uh, letter to distribute in the neighborhood about gang stalking. So I'm working on that. Okay, let me just um, just throw this in there, and you probably already know that, but don't don't put it in mailboxes because then it'll become a federal offense. So right. you can put it, you can put it on their doors, I believe, but definitely not the mailboxes. No, it's legal to mail I, I, them. You just yeah, can't hand out like flyers in the house, but you can mail them. Right. Don't put them in there physically yourself. Is what I'm saying. Um, right. I have done I have done flyers in the past. I stood in the. Um, in the plaza, you know, with the grocery stores and the shoe stores. I've stood out there and I've passed them out. I did that by myself for years uh, in the beginning of all of this. So I've I've done that. If that's something that you're interested in, that would be great. Um, let's see. Well, I, I mean, we're always all talking about, you know, getting a cohesive group together. Um, how do we do that? <laughs> I mean, how do we find each other in our communities? Um, it's it's, uh, it's really hard. It's really hard because there's a lot of TIs here where I live, but they don't come together, um, mainly out of fear. You know, they just don't come together. So I don't know. You're in the L.A. area? I'm in uh, Central Valley in Fresno. Oh, okay. So you're not far from Sacramento. 
No, not too far. Not too far. There are some TIs in the Sacramento area. Okay. Well, um, I, I really, honestly, I, I don't know what to tell you because I've tried to get people together here, and it just it'll work for a while, and then it just doesn't work. So I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't give up. I would try. I would say start with what you what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you've approached your city council, right? Or have you done that yet? Or are you trying? Yes, to- I've been going to city council for years um, to no avail. I went last week and they wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't let me upstairs um, to the actual city council room. They they greatly harass me when I go down there. Um, they had their security person following me on this bicycle and following me around the building and all this stuff. But I still go anyway. But this particular uh, last week, I couldn't get in. I could well, I got into the building. Uh-huh. But I couldn't. I couldn't get into the city council room. They told me I had to go to the overflow, so I didn't get to speak. Um, but I don't necessarily speak every time I go there. But I, I would have spoken this time because I haven't been in a while because I was going to school. But now I'm able to go again. So the harassment has greatly ramped up. So uh-huh. be ready for that. Be ready for the increased harassment because it, it definitely happens. Um, you know when you start to expose things. But I, I do, I go to the city council meeting, but I also go to another meeting, and it is the um, Citizens Police Review Board. Not every city has that, but you may have something similar. And what that is, is it is the um, the board that is supposed to oversee the police complaints. So when people, the citizens of my city, when they complain on the police, it's supposed to go to this, uh, to internal affairs, and then uh, internal affairs is supposed to escalate the complaints over some of the complaints, not all of them, over to uh, this uh, review board. And this review board is supposed to decide the action. Well, most of the complaints get uh, dismissed without any repercussions for anything, just about. And so I go to those meetings. And the reason I chose to go to those meetings is because the police have been in on my harassment from day one. Yeah. And so, and and I spent a lot of time at internal affairs complaining about this, not knowing that there was no point in complaining to the police, on the police, or on the police, to the police, or however you want to say it. I didn't know that at the time because I didn't know about targeting. So I was going down there like, why are these people following me? So I started going to these meetings, um, and most of the time I will speak at these meetings and tell them, you know, that the police harassment these police need to be held accountable for their actions. Now, I don't get results, <laughs> but I feel good because it's, it's, it's activism, and I'm I'm really into standing up for myself and standing up for um, other TIs and other people who may not even know that they're targeted because they uh, what they do is they pass out an agenda with the um, the different complaints on it, and I can look at those complaints and say. Target, target, target. You know, like you can just see there's one person in there complaining about hearing voices through her tooth. There's another person, and we know that that's, you know, probably a microchip. And um, there's other people complaining about how they're harassed by the police. And you know, all this stuff that I recognize is probably more than likely being targeted. So my point in doing that is I know that, you know, the police aren't going to help. I know that these places obviously aren't going to help. 
Um, but my point in doing that is that the public is there. There's a lot of people from the public there, and so it exposes what's happening. And there have been several people that have come up to me and said, what is that you were talking about? I think that's happening to me. I think that's happening to my cousin. I think, you know, so it, there is a purpose in it for me. Right. I would much prefer to get together with a group of people and we all do something together. But that hasn't happened. So since that hasn't happened, I don't let it stop me. I just do what one person can do. Whether I get results or not, I'm satisfied because I am standing up for Renata. And right, Renata, I, I think that's the way to go, and I, I think you're doing the right thing. And, you know, I really respect Derek. I just disagree with them when somebody says, oh, I want to do this, and Derek says that just doesn't work. Yep. You know, don't try it. I say try it anyways, even if it doesn't work. I, I don't care what you do, just do something. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, for me, um, I don't, I'm not the person, I'm not, this is, this is me speaking, no shade, but I'm not the type of person that needs, feel like I need a leader, uh, that's just me. I don't feel yeah. like I need permission to do anything because I'm 51 years old, so that's just, I'm just speaking for myself, you know, um, I need to stand up for me. It empowers me. When we talk about moving forward, this is one of the ways that you empower yourself is to stand up for yourself. You do not have right. to do it through City Hall. Nobody has to do it the way I do it. I don't even know how I started doing it. I just decided one day I'm going down here to tell these people what's happening to me because maybe they don't know. I innocently thought, you know, they were going to help me. I innocently thought that. But then yeah. I later found out that quite a few of them are involved in my harassment. I'm just speaking for myself again. So yeah. it empowered me to keep going, and this is the way I'm empowering myself. This is helping me to build up my courage. So I don't need right. anybody. I don't need anybody's permission. I didn't ask anybody if I could go because I'm well past grown, and I'm gonna do what I want to do. And this is what I do. You know, will yeah. you get results? I don't know. I I can go half and half with the results because I look at my situation. I have not gotten any results. But then I look at Amy's situation that's only a half an hour away from me, and she has gotten results. So, you know, it's a 50-50 thing. And, and, you know, you may have the type of city council members that are sympathetic to this, and maybe they will listen to you, you know. But I'm telling you, it empowers you. And you may not get results from the leaders there, but I'm telling you, you're going to help someone in the audience. Because someone is going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is that she said? Wait, I think that's happening to me. I'm telling you, it happens a lot. People identify with what you're saying. You know, and you also, you may meet people. They have me, like, totally discredited, so I don't meet that many people, but it's cool. I'm still going. Um, But you may connect with other groups. There's tons of different groups down there. But I tell you what, most cable channels, most people in, in in the city, your cable will show your city council meetings. I don't have that type of cable, so I can't see mine. But just check out uh, your city council meetings on cable television <laughs> to see if it's something you're interested in. You'll see that there's so many topics that come up that affect you. They, they Last week they, they were talking about this uh center that they're putting here is called the DAC. Those are the acronyms for um, Domain Awareness Center. 
which is it's going to operate like a fusion center. It is like a spy center where they will be spying on all of the citizens in my town in Oakland and all of the visitors. Well, they're doing it anyway. I know that because what they do to me. But now they're making it a legal thing. And um, they put they constantly put this on the agenda at the end. So I wanted to go and speak on that. You know, I wanted to give my opposition to that. So it's more than just targeting. There are real um, decisions being made on your behalf at City Hall. So I feel that people can't really complain if you're not going down there opposing, you know, or in some cases showing your support. So I wanted to do that, but I couldn't get upstairs. So I'm going to go back and try again <laughs> to go to the meeting again. <laughs> You know, but the last couple times I go down there, either they're not having the meeting, I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to continue to try. So these are some of the things that people can do. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, so, you know, maybe something else may be more fitting for you. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think that's there. awesome, Renata. And, and just think, you know, if if they ever or when they ever come to realize that you've been telling the truth all along, been treated badly, that just the look on their dang faces will be worth it or how they treat you in the future will be worth it. And I admire it. I, I think what you're saying is true. It's more important for yourself that you stand up for yourself regardless of what they do. Well, I'm going to um, tell you something else. I'm going to tell you another one of the main reasons why I started doing it is because they will never be able to say, Renata didn't complain. She never told us she was being targeted. She never said this was an issue in her community. They will never, ever, ever be able to say that they didn't know about this targeting. And I said that to them many times. I said, so when the next person comes here and complains about this, you guys will never be able to say that you don't know what a targeted individual is because I'm telling you what it is. I have, Good for you. I, have given Good them, for you. I have given them scriptures. I have told them that they have a, a responsibility before God to do the right thing because that's what I believe. You know, I have told them that you cannot be the type of person that goes along to get along. You know, and they don't like this stuff when you say this stuff. But you know what? It's my right. It's supposed to be my right, although we know we really don't have freedom of speech. But since they want to tell us we do, then I'm going to exercise you know, no matter what kind of harassment I have to go through. And most of the time I will go down there and I will tell them the harassment that I had to suffer that day just to go to the meeting with, you know, with all the armored trucks and the police cars and the fire engines and, you know, the stalkers. And I will tell them this, and they know it, and they don't want to hear it. They don't want the public to know that they are doing this to people. You know, so for most TIs, I personally feel that, T.I. should at least complain in an official place at least once so that they can never say that you did not complain about this because they have a responsibility, like I have told them. They have a responsibility to protect every single citizen in this city, not just a hand-picked few, but they have a right to – they have a moral responsibility to protect me and my family and all the other targeted individuals. And so that's why I go down there and I let it be known that I don't appreciate not being protected when I'm paying taxes. I live here. I'm paying taxes. 
You know, so when you're talking about putting all of these safety measures in place, who's protecting me? Nobody's protecting me. As a matter of fact, the ones that are supposed to protect me happen to be in on my harassment, and I'm down here to let it be known. And that's what I do. And they don't like it. And they harass me something terrible the whole week, and especially the day. But I still go when I want to go. I don't speak every time, but when I want to speak, I say a little prayer, and I say, Lord, please give me courage to speak. Please let me know what I should say. And I get up there nervous as I don't know what, sweating like I don't know what, and I say it. And a lot of times it doesn't even come out the way I want it to, but I say something. I say something. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you described, oh, you know, they don't want to and stuff like that, I think, it's just my opinion, that more accurately, they don't want to believe. And and if you just keep that in mind and keep trying and keep doing the great work that you're doing, what you're doing is just as important as Amy Anderson, you know, just as valuable and um, it, it'll produce results. And uh, But just remember, they don't want to believe because I remember I talked to a um, female prosecutor here in Tucson, and she uh, prosecuted uh, sex crime, people who molested children. And, uh, and she said, you know, I only win 50% of the time. I said, what are you talking about? And she's nice. She's intelligent. She's reasonable. She's nice looking. I said, what are you talking about? And she said, people don't want to believe. They just don't want to believe it. And, no, they don't. They don't. Um, so maybe, they don't. you know, they- they don't know any of this stuff is going on. <laughs> yeah. But, you um, know, I, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of Amy. I have gone to her city council meetings, and I've spoken because she's asked me to. And I've gone to some of those meetings, and what she's doing is exceptional. It's exceptional. And I've met the, the mayor and the assistant mayor and the police chief and all of that. I've been in those meetings. It is, it is one thing he has a... Um, she has a um, a way of reaching people. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. really does. She. I have been places with Amy where Amy will pull over a whole crowd of people and tell them, stay right there, I need to tell you something. <laughs> She'll just have them lined yeah. up, and she's telling them all about mind control and all about targeting and things. That's not my personality. I wish that I were outgoing like that, but I'm more introverted, and so I'm not as comfortable talking one-on-one, but I will talk to a crowd. So everyone's different. I don't compare. I don't compete. I'm doing what I know God is calling me to do. This is what God's calling me to do. If I have, right. if I reach one person, then I've done my job because this is what God is calling me to do. God is calling me to be on these calls every Sunday. You know, this is what He's calling. I know, and I'm clear. I know my calling. Whatever, whenever He feels like He wants to move in a certain direction and He wants to use me then I'm I'm open vessel. I'm ready to do it, you know. And so whatever God is calling you to do and pray on that, you know, do it. If you have to go at it alone, ask God for protection and go at it alone. And when God sees fit, he will send others. But until that time, you still have a job to do. I waited. I sat around for years. I remember I used to I used to want to travel. When I was younger, I used to want to travel. That was my heart's desire to just travel. And back then, I had a little money saved up. I didn't have children. I had a decent job. So I had a little money saved up. 
and I'd have these girlfriends, and they'd say they wanted to go too. Well, nobody would save their money. So when it came time, we didn't get to go. And I waited for years and years and years for people to do things, and they didn't do it. So I've come to the to the understanding that if you want to get something done, you just may have to do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. You just may have to do it yourself. And God will give the increase when he's ready to give the increase. He will send people, you know, you just ask for protection, you ask for courage, you send up a little prayer, and you keep it moving because we got work to do. We have, we have, we have work to do. I have people, when I leave, when I come from the microphone at those meetings, I have people saying to me, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. There are a lot of people that won't speak out publicly, but they'll come to you privately. Uh-huh. You know? And they'll say, keep doing what you're doing. I've had several people. Don't stop. Keep doing it. Call them out. Let everybody know what they're doing to you. I believe you. You know, you have you have. Right. Support, keep keep repeating not, it. Keep repeating it. Yeah. Yes. You will give support, but not everyone is willing to put their name or their face or their image behind you, you know, because they don't want to end up going through what you're going through. You know? Right. Yeah. But you yeah. have people down there. You have you have people down there um, um, going off for all kind of things for for animal rights, um, for the budget issues. You know they're hollering in the microphone about the budget. They're hollering about you know the, their children's schools. We need to be just as vocal about targeting because this is serious. This is our very life. This is serious. Yeah. yeah. You know. So if, if you feel that uh, city council or city hall is the way that you want to go. Then do that, and 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 uh, go on to your city council's website and see all the meetings available because they they have tons of meetings going on, not just the city council meeting, not just the citizens uh, police review board. There's budget meetings. There's all kinds of meetings. Maybe you'll find one you want to get involved with, and maybe not. Maybe you find something else. But I encourage everybody to do something. Yeah. yeah. I know because so many times you get like such sad results like this one girl, um, I I had told her about it and her friends who worked at this store and and then they went to the same store but a different location and I went to that location in the middle of the night because I needed something and uh, and she was like, oh, <laughs> uh, why aren't you going to the other store? Because she didn't believe me and she didn't want to hear it. And I thought, oh, God, how gross of her to say that, you know. Uh, but then again, one time I, I talked about it, and uh, a guy who was in a wheelchair and an attorney actually looked it up and believed me, and um, which, you know, felt great. And But I, I just thought, you know, if he helped one person, it is so worth it you know, all the humiliation of what people think of you when you try to tell them about it, mm-hmm. you know, because you get a lot of that. <laughs> you know, you yeah. just give so much of it. Mm-hmm. I want to um, share with you, because you were talking about City Hall, um, possibly going to your city council meetings. One of the ideas that I had, but it never manifested, because like I said, the people around, the targets around here are not very active. But I had an idea that we would all get together and um, – come up with topics that we would like to present to the city council and we would all we would do like a a, a rolling city council thing in other words we would go 
to your city council, all of us, 10, 12, however many you can gather together, and we would speak. We would all speak because they give you anywhere from one minute to three minutes, depending on which city you're in. And we would all speak on targeting, nothing hostile, nothing confrontational, just informative, and try to get a meeting, you know. And then the next week we would go to another person that is in our group, we would go to their city council meeting and just kind of rotate the different cities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that way you're hitting all of your surrounding cities, whatever city the the, the target is from, and you would have a topic and you'd be to Excuse me? Your medicine, honey. Yeah, I know you're asleep. I'm giving you eat something giving you your medicine. Okay, okay my like is made like hamburgers, or do you want a bongo soup, or what do you feel like? Okay, what? let me um let me put you guys on mute. Huh? Huh? Okay. So um uh star eight if you would like to speak because someone had um something going on in their background. I'm not sure who that was. But um that that's an idea, you know, if you can get a bunch of people together. Renata, I love that you say you, you we don't need permission. <laughs> That's cute. Because uh, sometimes yeah. you're discouraged from doing things. So, um. Well, I, I talk to a lot of um, targets who feel that they do need permission, and I, I hear a lot the same, like you just said, that they get discouraged from doing things. And yeah. um, that, that, that concerns me because I, I, I'm a type of person I like to encourage rather than uh-huh. discourage, so that concerns me. Um, and I just don't, I, I don't feel like I need permission to do anything, really, you know. So that's just me. And I know that I don't need permission because, you know, <laughs> I, I consult God on, on my on my concerns and my issues and my desires. Yes. And I'm satisfied with that. I want to say I love your idea of get, gathering 10 or 12 people and doing a roaming city council thing. That's that's really could be so effective, you know, yeah. and, and help with yeah. keeping our energies up and, you know, going for it because, boy, this can get heavy, you know. And I agree. We don't yeah, you just, you just need to make sure that, um, you know, you need to have pre-meetings, maybe more than one. It yes. can be on the phone or in person, however you decide to do it. Yes. But make sure you know those people and that there's no infiltrators that will get there and make your group look bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Make sure that everyone's temperament is good and that they're professional because you don't want to be confrontational. I'm never confrontational when I go to those meetings. Yeah. Um, I just deliver my message. They only give you a minute, so you can't say much in a minute. Right. Um, but you want to make sure because uh, an infiltrator will definitely um, yeah. go down there hollering, screaming, you know, not yeah. sounding uh, rational or logical, you know, yeah. appearing mentally ill. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, so you want to be yeah. careful about that. Yes, yeah. and some people do that on t- intentionally as it's becoming apparent. And, yeah, you you got to make sure that you have none of those in your group. That's what you're saying. Exactly. And I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. After a while, yeah. though, you begin to, I think, from what I've been, I mean, I've been on these on these calls for, I don't know since when, I guess last October, and, um, and realizing really the gravity of what's going on since last October or so. And after a while, you begin to, you get red flags. You know, just automatically red flags when somebody talks and you think, uh-uh. 
something's not, I'm not, something's, I'm not hearing, that worries me what I'm hearing. So I'm thinking it, it becomes, I don't know, a little easier to identify the infiltrators after a while, I'm hoping. You know, at first I believed everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott in the chat room says the only reason people think they should ask for permission is because after years of harassment, we feel as though others um, control us, huh. which is an illusion. That that could be true. That's a good point. Yeah, don't, I mean, you know, it, it, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, like, bounce ideas off of other people because that's a good thing to do, especially for someone that you trust. But, um you know, if you're not harming anyone, and you, you know, you're trying to make a difference. You know, you're trying to empower yourself and you're trying to help others who may not know about this program. The thing, the good thing about city council meetings is that the general public is there. It's a mixture of business people and uh, different types of activists. There's all kinds of different groups down there. Um, and and you're, um, you're exposing this crime to the general public. You're giving them information that they probably never heard. So that's a good thing. Also, you most know, of them are so, televised, aren't they? Most of them are televised? Uh, ours comes on a cable channel, but I don't have Comcast. If you have Comcast, you can see my city, yes. But I, I have DirecTV. I don't have Comcast. Oh, okay. But they do post them online after the meetings. And my sense is if they're being televised, then it's getting out to even more people, you know? If we bring it up exactly, exactly, which is which is the reason why they don't want you down there talking yeah. about it because it's reaching. You're right. That's that's a good point. Um, but you know, you just have to. Anything you do, you want to be led by God. You know, you want to make sure that that is in His plan for you, because uh, everything is not for everybody. So you know, and then be be in the strongest place that you can be in because they they have definitely increased the targeting on me. You know, but have to be up for the challenge. Well, Renata, this Domain Awareness Center, I'm just reading about this. Wow, this is scary. It passed your council unanimously. Uh, Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because they move it from the beginning of the agenda. The agenda is usually very long. It's usually 30, 40 anywhere between 20 and 40 items on the agenda. So that makes for a long day right there. They usually will put it at the end. One time it was like third on the agenda, which would have been pretty quick, but they moved it. They motioned during the meeting to move it, and they moved it towards the end. I left at 11 p.m. They still hadn't talked about it. So most of the, there were tons of people there to uh, oppose it, who wanted to speak on it and oppose it, but by the time they got to that item, everyone had gone home because they had to go to work the next day. And that's one of the tricks that they that they use. So, oh, yeah, wow. okay. yes. It said it was after or it's nearly midnight uh, yeah. before they, yeah, here it is. Yeah, yeah I left at 11. Wow. I, I left earlier uh, this past Tuesday. <clears throat> I mean, that has come up on the agenda more than once. Right. It says that uh, speakers waited over six hours, people from ACLU, uh, wow, uh, civil rights groups, privacy advocates. They do that intentionally so that most people will be gone. This past Tuesday, I, I left the meeting because, I, like I said, I couldn't get in, 
into the main room there. So I left, and I sat outside for a while, talked on the phone, and then I went back in, and I, it still hadn't come up on the agenda yet. So I just left. Well, evidently Oakland is being used as a uh, an example of this system, so it's, everybody needs to pay attention to Wow. Yeah. It's not it's not a good thing, but you know, most targets will be used to it because, you know, we've been under surveillance, personal surveillance anyway. That's true. But it still it doesn't make it right. You know, it it it's just really giving them a legal means to target you. Exactly. Well they don't have to they don't have to keep it secretive anymore. That's the way I look at it. Now, when it passed back, uh, I think it was last summer when the bill actually passed, it passed with uh, modifications. It was supposedly, uh, the way it was written, it was supposed to surveil this whole city and anyone who visits. But because of all the opposition that it had, the mayor at that time, she's no longer mayor, but she modified the bill to say that they would only um, surveil a certain area which is like an old army base area where you have a lot of union workers and a lot of shipments come in through the um through the bay through the um Pacific water there Pacific Ocean. So supposedly it's just going to surveil that particular area but I don't believe it. And then why why would how do they justify just focusing on those employees over there? You know, it just I don't believe it. So, well, the diagram looks like a like a war zone, like what we what you would do during a war. Uh, it's insane. Can you send me that link? I don't think I've seen that one. Can you send that to me, please? I'll send it to you. Yeah. You have my email address. Uh, I do. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you know, these are the type of things that. Um, People should pay attention to in their own city councils. I know in the Sacramento area, because my sister um, also goes to her city council meetings, uh-huh. and uh, one of the things they're doing up there is closing the, um, well, they're trying to close the uh, the food banks. They're trying to close all except one. They want everyone to come through this one food bank, and then eventually they will close that one as well. So uh, my sister told me that she has been going there to, um, to you know, voice her concerns. Her, she and some other people to voice their concerns on that. And she's also they're also working on uh, some kind of human trafficking bills. They're working on that in Sacramento as well. So there are definitely things that affect all of us that we can find, you know, a place to get involved. The food banks are serious because many um, TIs, and I don't, I, I, I have compassion for all people, not just TIs, but of course the targeted thing is going to be near and dear to our hearts because that's what we go through. Um, but many um, targets live on very limited incomes, and I know several targets that rely on food banks. So that might be something that uh, a person would see on the agenda because the agenda usually comes out a few days before the actual meeting online, at least it does in this city. 
So uh, that might be something that that people want to go down and just hear more information on and um, in a, and oppose those kind of things because if 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 there's voting going on and nobody's opposing it, then it's going through. It's the bill. The bill's going through. You know, food banks. That that's how little child some little children eat. That's how some elderly people eat. They're elderly people that eat dog food and cat food because it's cheaper than food, and they can't afford it. You know, there, there's there's senior citizens that have to decide, do I pay for my medicine this month or do I buy food? Do I, do I, do I buy food or do I pay rent? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's a lot. I mean, these things get under my skin. I, I, I feel my adrenaline. Like, it gets under my skin because there's no reason. There's no reason that people should go hungry. Uh-uh, no reason. No. I'm a, I don't even want to go there because I it, it's, it's so aggravating. I mean, I drive around a lot and just you know hand out food and sometimes I'll give them money if they re- look really bad. But um, and of course people reprimand me for doing this. But it's so bad, and I think, why am I doing this? I mean, there should be groups doing this, or the, you know, the county, or somebody, um, you know, to help these people that are just destitute. There are groups. I know there are churches that that feed the homeless, and you know, but it's just not enough people doing it. I don't know about you guys' area, but we've noticed around here that you don't see very many homeless anymore. So I'm wondering if they've been hauled off to FEMA camps or something because we don't we don't see them like we used to. I think they have. You think so? Yeah, I think they've had. I think they've been doing it, especially in California. I mm. think so too, Karen. Loria Marie says they have. She says they've been hauling them off. I believe so because I don't see them as much. You know, you're talking about what the target individuals should do. If y'all go in and Google up. One Marine versus 30 New York police. This guy's got 17 million hits on him. Do you remember this guy, Shamar Thomas? He's a black guy, and he stood down. He, he looked, the cops, the look on their face like they couldn't believe it. Well, that was three years ago. He's got 17 million hits on that. And when we get to where we can do what he's doing, then we'll start getting some, we'll start getting people to notice us. But the uh, night before last, they was a call went out from him that they had him in a mental ward, and they told him that he wasn't going to see a counselor unless he they got to start they got to drug him up first and he's going to let him have a counselor. So Pete was getting ready to go up where he called me. I said, Pete, I can't make it. They've been hitting my knee and uh, my hips and everything. Oh, I can't really walk. But I said I'll I'll help you with gas money if you'll go. So. As it turned out, he he called that we got a call back. We called Pete called right to the hospital to find out when are you going to be releasing. So he put the word out about two hours later that he's going to release him the next morning. So I hadn't called. So Ken, tell me the name of the video again. One Marine. One Marine stands down thirty New York cops, and it'll come up. Oh, thank you. If you if you don't see something make you feel good, that'll make you feel good. Hmm. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, thank you. 
That that's very good. This this guy should he should got an attaboy. He should got a lot of things for what he did, and he was standing up for the protesters, nonviolent protesters. They just beating the hell out of. Him. I mean, he he went batshit crazy on you. Excuse my language, but he went crazy on them. And when wow. we can do when we can do that, we'll start getting help. But I can tell you one thing: there's a mass awakening to people right now. Because when I was coming back from Denver last time, and I'm getting ready to go back uh, Wednesday. I'll be leaving here for Denver again. I'm going to try to take that Mark Taylor to find his mom. So, but people on my car, you know, used to they say, "Do you really believe that?" Now they're saying, "You know what? I've been hearing a little bit about that," and they and they start telling me what they're hearing. So we. And then I went to yard sales this weekend. I passed out DV. So we're we're getting a mass awakening right now because now this this tyranny that the government's putting off is affecting not just targeting individuals, but it's affecting everybody. So I'm I'm hoping to me that I mean what I'm hearing. I'm very happy about what I'm hearing from people. And people at yard sales, people at the grocery store, at the barber shop. I mean. And I talk to everybody about what they're doing to us. I, nobody, nobody gets a break from me. That's good. Can do you get harassed more because you exposed? No, mine runs about the same all the time. If, you, if, if they're doing anything to me, it's way too much. If they're doing anything to anybody unconstitutional, as far as I'm concerned, it's way too much. So. I made up my mind they're, they're going to do what they're going to do, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Okay. I, I got, I, I really, I should, I mean, I'm not, I'm not bragging, but I got no fear. I got no fear of dying. If they want to kill me, somebody else is going to take over. So, you know, I, I don't fear them. I got no fear of them. And like I told <laughs> Pete, I, sometimes I'm driving down the road, I can feel the angels around me. So, that's right. And I, and I used to be an atheist. Because I thought no God would allow this. Well, I guess you're not an atheist anymore, Ken. You're not an atheist anymore. No, no, no. I I got the angels walking over me. So right, that's right. So Ken, let me ask you something because the lady just brought up something. Um, Do you feel that people should get involved in activism, and if so, do you think that they need permission? No, you don't need it. Only, only person you need is your permission, and that shouldn't be a hard one. You just go out and do it. And if it's something that you really think that might put you in danger, then pray about it. And, and that that should tell you whether you, I I don't I pray I, most time I take the chances and I pray later, and I thank Him for saving me. Mm-hmm. It's like when you when you stand up in front of our, the U.S. military with guns pointed at you, you're in a, you're actually in a dangerous situation. I didn't fear it. I wasn't afraid. And I didn't see, there was a thousand people around me. And I didn't see anybody but one guy. And I think he was a, a perp trying to get everybody to raise their hands so the news could get a picture of us all marching up the gate and our hands up there. And I told him, I said, sir, I said, get your hands down. And he, and he ignored me. So I got right up next to him. I said, sir, get your goddamn hands down. He said, I don't want to get shot. I said, then get the hell out of here. You know, but the, he was trying to get everybody to raise, he's trying to get everybody to raise their hands so the news could get a picture of us marching up our like we're submitting. We're not giving away anything today. We're taking the cattle back and we done it. 
Mm-hmm. Good thing you would think of that, Ken. So, but that, but like I say, I, I do see a mass aw- uh, awakening, not just on the target individuals, but on everything. I, listen to this: when I went to yard sale, and I told a woman, "Here, let me give you some information." I give one on the smart meters. She said, they've already put that on my house. I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, you're, you're saying it caused cancer? And I said, yeah, it causes all I got on that DVD. It's all on there. I said, well, I, let me ask you a question. You had trouble sleeping? She, she looked like I hit her in the head with a baseball bat. She said, yeah. I said, when did that start? She said, I don't know. I used to sleep all night. Now I'm waking up every two hours. Is that one of the things it does? I said, absolutely. That's one of the main things. She said, well, that happened, you know, about eight months ago. They changed my meter. She was thinking to herself, she said, it started right after that. She said, I'm, I was going to go to my doctor and ask him, how come I can't sleep? Well, you know, when she goes to the doctor and says, how come I can't sleep? You know what she gets, don't she? She gets sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. So so these meters are more than just the spy grids. They're, they're actually going to be funding the military uh Industrial complex on the pharmaceuticals because that mm-hmm. doctor's going to give he's going to exactly give her right. drugs so she can sleep. So I explained all to her how it works. So she said, "Would you leave me a few more?" She said, "I'd like to give some to my neighbors." I said, "How many you need?" She said, ten. I went out in my car and got her ten more. Some other woman was there. She said, "You know they're doing just whatever they want to to us now. Could I get one of those from you?" I said, "Sure." So I gave her one. I went to like 10 yard sales, and, and every one of them are waking up. Every one of them. Used to, they'd say, oh, well, you know, I'll, whatever they're going to do, I ain't doing anything wrong. Well, I didn't hear that very much anymore. I don't worry about what they're doing, so I don't do anything wrong. Well, that would be nice if you got to decide if you're doing anything wrong or not, but you don't get to decide that. They decide it for you. And and that's another form of activism. Um, the ladies were asking about activism earlier. Ken um, has been for years creating um, CD uh, movies, uh, documentaries on different uh, aspects of targeting, and he passes them out most of the time for free. Well, I think all the time, actually, for free. I know at one point he was even mailing them to you for free because he sent me some, um, which I really appreciate. But that's just another example of activism. So there's many, many things you can do. Well, I try, and, I try and, to... and Ken brought up another good point. Excuse me, Ken, you brought up another good point. Be careful. Be very careful, whatever you do, because activism can be a dangerous thing. So definitely be careful. Yeah, but you know what? You, you really can't. If, if you sit around and worry about, you know, they're going to do this to me or they may kill me, then you, I don't think you can be uh, effective. And, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm extremely brave. I, no, I don't want to die. But if it's if it's my time, then I'm gonna die. You know, mm-hmm. that's way that's way I look at. It. Until I do, I'm gonna. This here is so evil that I'm gonna keep telling people about it. Yeah. I, I, I was at a party store last night. A guy did was doing some yard work for him, so I went to get him some beer. I don't drink beer. Period. I drink margaritas. But and, <laughs> and the guy and the guy's a foreigner, and I had on an Alex Jones T-shirt. He said, "Oh, you listen to Alex Jones?" I said. He said, I like that writing you got on your car. Do you have anything about that? I said, I sure do. I went and got him one about the President's Committee on Experimentation. He explained to everything. I said, and believe me, 
you're still doing this today, you may have that one. But not it's uh, president. Something about experiments. Um, I'm not sure. But it, it's a very good one. It covers everything. I said, and they're still doing that today. One guy the other day told me, you know, I'm in the military. Is it is the chances better of me having one? I said, you know what? They started with the prisons and the military, but they, but they sure didn't stay there long because they're put. I think they're putting it on everybody right now. If you want to know the truth about it. And he said, you, can you give me some stuff on it? I said, sure. So I gave him what I had, and I went home and burned a special one for him. I burned him one on where that guy was doing Myron May's uh, interview of that radio guy. And I took that to him. I said, so if you want to know really what goes on, this is what's happening. And he, and he even thanked me. Because a lot of times you give them away, and you don't think the people are watching. Now I asked him, hey, if you're not going to watch these, I don't, don't let me waste my money. No, no, give it to me. I'll take it. I'll watch it. So, well, a lot of people used to tell me, no, I won't watch it. Well, I didn't, they don't get one from me. But there, but they, this is, I don't know whether everybody realizes now, but our economy's getting ready to come down. We're, our freedom's going to be going, and it's not in, it's not no long haul away either. They're, they're moving very, very quickly. I've seen more in the last year how fast they're moving to take our freedom away. That I've seen the the previous ten years, so that's true. Very true. Ken, so, do you have any info on Darlene Miles' case, or can you talk about that, or how she's doing, or? You know, I really don't know. Isn't she still putting it up? I know Pete had to take my website down because he had to change uh, where he was storing it. At. He was storing it in Iceland, so he told me it was going to be down for two days. That was last week. But don't, isn't she? Uh, is she putting it up on my website? Uh-huh. I was just wondering if you have any updates on her, I personally. Or... No, I, 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 you know, no. I, I, I like Darlene. I mean, and she'll tell you what she believes, and a lot of people don't like it. So she does what I ask her, and I get along with her fine. She takes mm-hmm. care of that website for me. I'll send something on and ask her to put it up. She does it. So. That's that's all I can tell you. That I really don't know. She told me that there's a lot of them that they're defaulting. So my my only problem is is when it comes time to really make them uh, stand up, what's going to happen? Because I don't think the court system works for us. But maybe she if she's getting remedies in the court, good for her. Uh-huh. Hey Ken, your GMN Ken website is back up. Oh, it's back up. Okay, he got it gmnken.com? Yes. Okay, he had it down for a couple of days. So. Okay, I, well. I, go ahead. Where, where, where are you going to in Colorado? What are you going to be doing? I'm going to be taking Mark Taylor to see his mom. She lives an hour and 16 minutes from him. Mm-hmm. He, hadn't got, he hadn't got to talk to her in a couple of years, so I'm going to, I'm, we're just going to show up for her and and find out what's going on, and maybe he'll get to talk to her. Okay, good. That's another form of activism, you guys. Ken, well, I, uh, I think he, I think he was targeted also. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just pointing out that that's another form of activism because you're always helping someone. And you know what? That just brings something to mind that God gives all of us uh, special gifts and talents that no one else can do quite like you. And um, that's that's one of them. 
you know, that's a ministry, actually. This It's a ministry to, to, to help people and to even have that desire to help people. Not everyone has the patience, to, you know, to, to be of help like that. So I really admire you for doing things like that, Ken. I do. Well, I went on vacation about two weeks ago with my wife and a friend for 20 years in California. And then he brought a cop friend of his that retired. Boy, I had that guy so mad he wanted to fight me. I would just stand calm. I'd just hit him with facts. And he was getting mad. And uh, I told him he they played a Hitler movie one night. They went and rented it, and they played it. And he jumps up like he knows everything. He says, you know, Hitler was so well-liked that 98% of the people voted for him, and he did all that on his, he did all that on his own. I said, well, Jerry, you're right on part of it. That he did have a 98% when he started. When he got through, I think about 38% liked Hitler. But I said, he didn't do it all on his own. I, I didn't tell him about George Soros, Henry Kissinger, and the Rothschilds back him. I just told him about Henry Ford. He said, that's a goddamn lie. I said, what? I, I said, if you think it is, go ahead and believe. I said, I'll bet you money on it. So he runs over the table and he gets his laptop out. In a few minutes, he said, you know what, Kenny, you're, you're right. But, but let, he said, Henry Ford did back Hitler. I said, yeah, I, I knew he did. He said, but let me tell you the reason. I said, there is no good reason. I don't care. There is no good reason. He said, well, you know, he had car companies all in Germany. He was trying to save his car companies. I said, you still don't back somebody that's murdering. I said, he didn't kill as many Jews as you think he did either, Jerry. I said, that's that's been a lie for for 60 years or however long it's been told. I said, Hitler was killing French, Polish. He's killing anybody that disagreed with him. He he didn't kill near as many Jews, but they, they've lived on that for sympathy for so many years. Then the Christians all say, we must support Israel. Well, I don't support Israel. You know, they, they bombed our USS Liberty in 1967. I know two guys that was on that ship. I brought Phil Turney. I brought him on Pete's show last week, and, and uh, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff, and it's never got out there. It's kept it hid since 1967 that Israel bombed our Navy ship and killed 34 people and injured 170, and they were trying to put it to the bottom of the ocean. So. Yeah, it was a false flag operation. Yeah, it was a false flag so we could go bomb Egypt. We got such right. an evil. We got such an evil government. It's it's not even funny. He was hitting on the mind control last night pretty good on his show. Who? Pete Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, he he kind of he backed off for a while. Then I told him the other day we need to get started on it again. Pete, we need to keep ham- we need to keep hammering on this. Does so, he have archives? Yeah, yes, he does. You can go back and find it. Okay. I forget these. These one of them. You know, I, if I I write stuff down, then the next thing I know, I throw it away. I went to, I went to see a woman the other day up here in Michigan, and her husband told me, "Well, I don't think, I don't think she's a target individual." I said, "I know what you think, but I think she is." So he didn't get mad at me, but I, he didn't like hearing it. But the woman's definitely targeted. You know, I can go talk to somebody 10 minutes, and I I think I'm pretty good at telling the real ones from the, the shams. And I will say one thing on Freedom's Call. 
I think a lot of them are, are disinformation people on that call. I'll tell you that right now. But on, I don't know on most you, calls, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you can get around it because they're always going to try to. They're always going to get somebody working for them that runs the place or are very high up in it. No matter no matter what organization, if you're against anything they're doing, they're going to get somebody in that organization, and usually they want total control of. Yeah. Sometimes I I even wonder about Alex Jones. The only reason I even wear his T-shirts anymore is because I went bullhorn him about you know art about not taking up the T.I. issues, and I know and and he and I know he knows about it. So why is he not talking about it? But he still wakes up a lot of people. So I can't, you know, I'm kind of torn between that one. I I rather listen yeah. to Pete. I rather listen to Pete, but also. Alex is waking up a lot of people, also. So, but he he definitely don't want to talk about our issues. And what's your name again? What's your name? Ken, Ken Rhodes. Ken. Oh, okay. But y'all, everybody was sending deals around the other day. We ought to give Rand Paul. We ought to call him up or email him and thank him for standing up for our rights. Rand Paul ain't standing up for our rights. Believe me, I I I done a lot of checking on him. He, he's up for taking uh, donations from the Palantir Corporation and Peter Thiel. That's the most evil company in the world. Is the Pal- uh, I forget how you say it. Oh, man. He, I thought he, he tra- was. I thought he was trying to get rid of the, um, the what is Patriot it? Act. The Patriot Act, yeah. Certain provisions. If you, if, if you really believe that, he voted for the extension of the Patriot Act. He voted for the Patriot Act. He voted for NDAA. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. And he voted for the the TPP the other day to fast track it, and that's going to take more of our jobs and and drain the country down like nobody. But wait a minute. But wait, wait, slow down. Do you think he had a change of heart? Because change of heart. No, hell no. It suited suited his donors. Just can't be donors. Because now, if they take away from the NSA, Palantir, that's what it is. Palantir gets a contract with Peter Thiel. They're the ones that's backing Rand Paul with his money. He met in Silicon Valley with Peter Thiel and, and Zuckerberg from Facebook, two of the most evil people in the planet. He met with them up there a couple months ago because they're, they're, they're the ones putting the big push behind him, and they even put money behind Ron Paul when he was running. So, and, and Peter found all this and just, I see, I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday. If you go back to that archive on Pete's show, he breaks it down very well what they're doing. So everybody mm. thinks, oh, Rand Paul is really taking up for us. No, he, he's another deceiver. He's another liar. You know, and, and I donated Ron Paul $2,500 he was running. I had a fan, I had a billboard out in front of my house because I, I live on a busy street for Ron Paul. Then come to find out that they're all selling us out. Can I just say one thing? Listening to you talk, I'm from the South, too, and it just really brought me some comfort. I had a rough day, and listening to you talk just made me feel so much comfort. So thank you so much for what you were saying. I mean, I've been a big Rand Paul supporter, so that that's news to me. So, but but just you know, I'm so glad we're able to share these things, and sometimes it's wonderful. Just different voices and. You know, I think some of us are really a big blessing to 
to all of us. You know, Renata knows how you know much of a blessing she's been to me personally, but also to the community. But just when we get on here and we share these kind of things and educate each other, some people can just be going through unimaginable horrors and. You may think you're just sharing what you know, but it's actually, and I actually told someone this last night, so this is two days in a row, it's actually really a blessing to someone else. So I just wanted to say that, and I'm going back on me. Thank you. Hi, Brandy. Hi. Hi. Oh, you're on the call. How are you doing? Uh, it's, 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 I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive, and Jesus is still on the throne, and then that's all I'm going to say on that right now. So. Glad you're doing well. Glad you're doing well. Okay, uh, anybody I, else want to say anything? Yes, uh, I'd like to say um, thank you so much to Ken Rhodes. My, also, uh, I uh, for a long, long time, I've been hearing um, fake um, TIs on the call, and uh, and I've been, I've asked different people, you know, what they think, and they haven't really wanted to say, but um, what it does for a new TI is it, it bends your mind all around because, you know, they don't want you to trust your perception and they all the psyops um, are on the calls too, you know. And mm-hmm. um, that's true. And I, I've had them in particular um, put someone on that will address my particular issue too, you know. And um, and I don't think I'm being paranoid about this. I I've it happened um in a certain way that um was mind boggling. So um so thank you so much Ken and I wish that uh I could just get a um um I think Ken has a mobile home or something on wheels and I thought that was the answer to be surrounded have your home surrounded by um something impenetrable but I, I don't think that that's true. I think they can get in into a, an RV too. With oh, um, yeah. so, ma'am, can, can I ask a question, uh, ma'am? Let me ask her a question, please, because I don't recognize her voice. What's your name, please? Uh, my name is Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. Okay. Where are you calling from, I'm from uh, South Central Florida, and I'm a oh. friend of Elvira's. Right. And, okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let me see. There was a couple of things you said. First of all, your compliments to Ken. Ken is as real as, as as real as it gets. That's the truth. That's my perception of Ken. Ken has not changed since the day I met him some years ago. Ken keeps it real, like too real for some people, you know. And I, <laughs> I really do. I appreciate his honesty because Ken doesn't bite his tongue. If he has an opinion of someone. He says it, and I appreciate that because so many people uh, are afraid, you know, to speak out against certain people or whatever, and Ken pretty much calls it as he sees it, and I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. And he's, he's a good person. He's just a good person. He does a lot to help people. Um, there was something else you said. Oh, you said about the uh, uh, you have heard things uh, directly pertaining to your targeting situation on the cause which would be considered directed conversation, which happens a lot. Um, Just try not to have a strong reaction to that, because if you do, they'll continue to do it. That's one of the things that you just have to ignore and act like you didn't even hear. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Hopefully it'll 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 stop because I think most targets have probably experienced that. Sometimes it really isn't directed towards you, but it feels like it is. But then, like you said, it was very specific, and it was done in a certain manner to where you knew that it was directed towards you. And I've had that too. So um, just just ignore it. Don't don't even react to it. And hopefully it'll stop. Thank you. I I did. I just hung up and. You know, <laughs> but don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up because that's that's it's designed to make you hang up. He, apparently, you're on that call because you want the support, or you know, you want the um, the um, interaction with other people. So don't hang up. Just ignore it. Don't hang up. Okay. If yeah. she, if she's never and I'll tell you know I'll tell her whatever bothers you. Don't let them not. Don't let them realize it bothers you because whatever bothers you, they'll do it more. And a lot of times, it's the sad thing is that these target individuals, including myself, we start targeting ourselves because we think everybody's involved. When, mm-hmm. when I think somebody's involved, I try to give them a DVD. When they don't take it, I don't get mad. I say, you know, it's going to be terrible when they turn this on to everybody and, uh, and your, your kids and your grandkids and everybody else gets it, and I just walk away from it. But I've been with T.I.s and they, when somebody would start smiling when he's trying to explain this to them, and you can't explain this to somebody that's going to act like they don't know anything about it. You can't explain it. But then the person gets a smile. Oh, you think it's funny. No, that ain't what you say back that person. You say, well, this is going to be very sad when they turn on to everybody's families. This this is very evil. Then you walk away from Because you're not going to convince everybody, especially if they're in on it. But I always I get I get my digs in on them, but I do it so I don't sound crazy. I was with the T.I. when when she did that. I I told man, you need to shut up. You don't know how. I mean, you're just making yourself look crazy. So. Mhm. Yeah. So just ignore that stuff. You know when they do that. Up in the chat rooms and on the calls and stuff. You 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 get stronger with that. They've done that to all of us at one time or another. They're there to discourage you from even being on the calls. They want you to be in isolation and not growing with this. You know. Hey Ron, I got something else to say. Did you get the pictures of my li- the license plate? I'm not one to ever take a. I never. I don't even care about what they do with license plates. But mm-hmm. coming back from Denver last time, it was. I pulled in a stop in this little blue VW. Pulled in, almost immediately after me, it said six two five or something like that. V two K. I mm-hmm. said, you know what? I I gotta get a, I gotta get a picture, and I never do that. I took a picture of that license plate, and I, I sent it around. I don't know if I sent it to you or not. But it was actually I don't funny. think I got that one. If I did, I hadn't opened it, and I apologize because I'm way behind on email. But what did the license plate say, Ken? It just says V2K at the end, like 625 or something, V2K. Oh, it did? Oh, wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, stuff, stuff like that. I have one that said when I came from a city hall meeting one night and I was speaking about this uh, young lady who had gotten gang raped and the police didn't do anything about it. They didn't even come to the hospital to um, give her the rape kit or anything up until the day that her grandmother came to the um, 
city uh, council to the city hall to complain about the fact that this happened a year ago and they still hadn't come to see about the child. So just so happened, I knew the grandmother. I knew her from years and years ago. So I, you know, I said something. I forgot what I said. But um, when I left there that night, when I left the hall that night, a SUV pulled in front of me and the license plate said, you are too nosy. That's what it said. You they do what? their license. You are too nosy. <laughs> That's what it says. I took a picture of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So you know they do their little license plate stuff, but I don't care. I don't care because that's ridiculous that this child was gang raped and the police didn't come and see about her. You know that's oh, they, ridiculous. They they might even been in on it. That's how much. I, that's what <laughs> happened to the two Columbine shooters. The sheriff's department up there was raping them every time they caught them out, and that's what kicked off that whole shooting. Well, they, they definitely work with some of these criminals. Um, they do. They do. Unfortunately, they they work with some of them. Well, they, they let them get by with that because then when they really need them to do something evil, go kill somebody or, and keep them shut up, they they can, they get them to do it. If you're going to tell if you're going to tell anything, then we'll we'll bring this rape out on you. So that mm-hmm. I think that I think our whole Congress and Senate is compromised. I don't think there's a damn honest one up there. See, I do. I think I think there has to be a few honest. Which one? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know which ones, but <laughs> <laughs> I think they all need to be fired and get new ones in there that will do the job the way they're supposed to. Don't, but don't you think if there were new ones in there, don't you think they would get infiltrated too? No, yeah. because well, I, it's possible, but you you just wash them now. And, well, at least when we clean it up, we can't watch them now because because we're all targeted. But if we get this out of here, then then we will be able to keep track of them. You have to follow the money. You have to check everything they do. They've got it rigged so that you can't uh, tell that they're getting money or cash payments, and they can use the money for whatever they... I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah, they got two sets of laws. Who Who's that speaking? James Lico. Oh, okay, James. They got two sets of laws, one for us and none for them. They do whatever they want to. But yet we're supposed to follow the law down here. You're not supposed to steal. You're supposed to follow the Ten Commandments to a T. But they're 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 allowed to they go and kill people and and uh and that includes uh, Hillary Clinton. Man, if, we, if that woman gets in, you you talk about evil. I thought George Bush, Dick Cheney, Rumfield was evil until we got Obama, and he's more evil. If they put Hillary Clinton in, I can imagine what that mess is going to be. I know it would be terrible. I, um, but I, you know, I was looking. I mean, she's got a lot of supporters, a lot of people that are Hillary people. I well, guess she's losing her popularity, though. I hope so. Yeah. She should. She should actually lose her life. She should be tried for treason and put in front of a firing squad. That's what I think. And we got. Wow, that's a little harsh. No, no. I mean, I say you should get a fair trial. If they don't find her guilty, then then you know what we got to go with whatever they don't find her guilty of. But but in I regards to what issues? In regards to what issues? For Benghazi and every goddamn that woman's so evil. How many people died when when Bill was president? Like eighty people over their drug smuggling down there in Arkansas. So that that woman, 
you talk about evil. I mean, well, they're all evil, but I mean, she she puts the icing on it. <laughs> I've heard that about her, but I don't, you know, I haven't done my own research, but I've heard people say that. Renata, well, can you can we talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, um, I actually had a topic today, believe it or not. Okay, go ahead. Did you want to talk about something specific? Well, I just you were talking about activism and helping other people is a form of activism. Yeah, it is. And I, and I like that you said that because I, I mean that's my only respite from this is you know or helping animals or help people help you know or you know homeless people or. A friend well, the that animals, the animals need help. The animals need help too. They well, yeah, we have in this area we have one of the highest um, pet uh, overpopulation problems. So they just they're dying on the street. You know, it's it's very. What city are you in? What city are you in? I'm in Fresno. It, it's really. It's, yeah, it's very dystopic here. I mean, uh, it is you know in a lot of places. But, you know, the streets, and it's very dividing. There's a lot of sprawl, uh, urban sprawl. But and San Francisco has some of the most liberal, um, progressive laws. Fresno? To, huh? Fresno? We were, no, San Francisco. San oh, Francisco, San like, they oh, passed, yeah. see if I can remember, it was a long time ago, they passed, you know, real strict about breeding, and I was like, "Thank God." Oh you yeah, know, it's just like, um, like Marin County, they don't even have a problem with overpopulation. But I mean, we're not as saying, you know, do what you can where you are, kind of thing with, you know, yeah. where your heart. I'm is. saying, I'm saying, do what what is already in you. Most yes. people already for, have some sort of passion for something. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, when I was young, I, 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 even though I was introverted, I had this little activist inside of me that would just get so upset when people were done wrong. So now yeah. God is using that. So whatever it is that's naturally inside of you, what you already care about, what you already have compassion about, let God use that. Ask him to enhance on that. And when you were talking about animals, um, generally when people are talking about activism for animals, it's usually dogs and cats and things like that, SBCA kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But the first thing that came to my mind, if you really go deep with the animal activism thing, you can think mm-hmm. about the fact that the birds are falling out of the sky, that the whales are uh, washing up on, on the beaches. One just washed up um, a shark or a whale, I can't remember which one, um, the other week here in, I think it was in San Francisco. So the animals are dying. And then that activism will probably take you into the chemtrails because I believe that's why they're dying. Or heart, right. you know, maybe, right. maybe it has to do with heart, you know. So there's room for everybody. That's what I'm trying to say. In, well, and just okay. outside of being, yes, I'm sorry, Renata. I mean, just no, outside no, of being targeted in our issues, uh, I mean, it can be very um, uh, healing to help someone yeah. else. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in and of itself, uh, it, for me, it is. Uh, it, is. it takes you. It takes you away from your own problems, and you begin to see that your problems are not so bad after all. You know. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, it does help. Um, it does help. I don't know why. It could be, I guess because we're we are all here to be of service 
to each other. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, um, I don't know. It's, I just. I mean, don't, don't you get mad when you just see how humanity is just dying off, and 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 so many people are turning into psychopaths and not yes. caring about their neighbor, and you know, it it, it it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's very upsetting. You know. Yes. So we're so inundated with negativity. It's just one positive thing to do. Yeah. So we we all can find our niche. You know, we have a place here somewhere to stand up for something. And if you're um, not a, a forefront kind of person, which I really don't consider myself to be, um, there's a lot of things that people can do behind the scenes. You know, one of the things that I used to do before I had the courage to go to City Hall is I used to go on to, um, what is that website where you can put the petitions? Oh, yeah. That go something. The name of that website, you guys, that has the petitions. Yeah, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) You know what I mean? So before I I really got involved, um, uh, you know, in person, I would go on there, and I would just look for different petitions to find. You know, and I would find some that uh, resonated with me, and I would just sign them and just hope that my little one signature would make a difference. But who knows? If they need 5,000 signatures to get it on the desk, uh, maybe your signature was that last one that they needed. You know, you never know. But I remember reading I remember reading one, um, and it said that these, these parents were they, – they said their daughter – was uh, brutally murdered. They didn't really go into details. They just said she was brutally murdered, and she died. They were barely able to bury her, I think, if I remember right, but they were able to get her buried. But now the student loan people are coming after them, the parents. They were coming after the house. They were coming after everything because they wanted them to repay her student loans. And uh, these people, these parents, wanted to request that the student loans be forgiven because the daughter was now deceased. And I felt like it should they should be forgiven. You know, the the uh, unfortunately the daughter is no longer with us. The parents are struggling, obviously, they can't pay the student loans, and I just think that's cruel to come out to them in their house and everything. You know, so I signed that petition. I don't know if it helped, but I signed that petition. You know, and I consider that activism. There were other petitions that I signed. I signed a lot of TIs have petitions out there, and I signed those as well. So that's some behind the scenes kind of ideas, mm-hmm. you know, that you can that you can do. You can um, you can create your own petitions. Try to get them on someone's desk. Right. You know, there's a lot of a lot of ways of activism. I know um, Elvira does a lot. <laughs> She she doesn't um, get out a lot, but she does a lot. She does a lot for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she calls senators. She gathers people together for uh, different calls. You know, for uh, she gets speakers for different calls. So there there's just a ton of things that you can do. Just depends on what you're interested in. From from Nada, you said that you had given out flyers for about a year on this TI. Uh, issue. How was the, you know, how effective was that? I did not, um, 
I have not done that in a while. That was in the beginning. I created flyers, and it was so much. Now that I look back, I had so much written on there because I'm a very wordy person when I start to write, and I think the thing might have been two-sided. I can't remember, but it was it was too much. You don't need all that stuff on a flyer, but I had a lot on that one. Um, and I would just go up to the plaza and hand them out. And now that I look back, they had sent quite a few uh, stalkers out there to sort of intercept a lot of the flyers. And I know that now, knowing what I know, because just of the demeanor of a lot of the people, and I would try to verbally explain some of the stuff that was on the flyers, and they kind of didn't want to hear it, but they would collect the flyers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, And then a lot of police activity. Um, and I went to make copies at uh, Kinko's type of place, but it wasn't Kinko's. I think it was a UPS store. And um, got harassed in there, you know, trying to make copies. So, you know, it was a lot to go through because I was kind of newly targeted at that time. But I still did it. I still did it. And then I took advantage of the fact that they had the um, – what was that thing going on? Uh, it was all over the world. It was uh, it was about the bankers. It was about Wall Street. What were those protests? Two thousand and eleven. Occupy Democrats. Occupy. Occupy Wall, Occupy Street. Wall Street. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's what it was. It was Occupy. So we have one of the biggest Occupy movements going on here in Oakland. And I would take advantage of that, and I would make a lot of flyers and go down. Uh, they were gathering mainly in the city hall area, so I would go down there and pass out flyers, you know. And then you meet different groups. So you had the New Black Panthers down there, and different kind of activists were down there, and it was just so many people with so many causes. So I would just walk through the crowd and pass out the flyers, you know. And I got harassed a lot for it, a lot, but I I didn't care because I just wanted to do that, so I did. You mentioned um, you mentioned calling senators. Elvira has been calling senators, etc. We had the ability. I don't want to be a negative here, but we did have the ability to call our senators about both the Patriot Act and the USA Freedom Act, and and tell them we didn't want them to vote for either one. And I kept listing that phone number um, on on every call I was on. You know, please call. You know, make them not do this to us. And I, it didn't. I didn't seem to be able to get a lot of cooperation. I guess because people didn't understand how the government, in that capacity, is connected to what we're experiencing. But I think they're mm-hmm. very connected. They, you know, we are followed. We are observed. We are monitored. And and Section Two and Five of the Patriot Act actually allowed gave gave like the FBI, CIA, or their designated burglars the right to come into our homes without giving us notice, without even telling us they'd been here. They gave, mm-hmm. they gave them the right to re, to take our documents and just take them, take our stuff and just remove it and it put devices in our home that ultimately could be used for the electronic harassment we're receiving. And, and mm-hmm. I, it's like, God, how do we build a fire under people? Where do we, how can we list like the phone numbers to contact, I mean, if every single senator got a phone call from their constituents, I think, or several, I think they might listen. I mean, we are, after all, the ones who put him in office, or, or so we're told. 
But Mm -hmm. I think a a, a loud enough voice could do something to stop it on a very large scale. And it just well, here's uh, here's here's a famous voice would stop it uh, in a big way. I would like to respond to that because when you said, you know, how do you put a light under people's feet and you have given this information, it doesn't seem like it's catching on in the community. People are not participating, what have you. The problem is it takes three minutes. Go ahead. Right. I have more than one thought on that. Number one, someone, I can't remember if it was you or someone else, mentioned earlier in the call that people are being discouraged from activism. People are being what? I'm sorry. Discouraged. Oh, discouraged, yeah, yeah. Throughout the community, people are being discouraged mm-hmm. um, unless they do, you know, what others want them to do. Yeah. So I think that's that may be one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't get involved because, as we were saying earlier, some people think that they need permission to do things. And if they don't get that go-ahead by certain people, then they, they don't do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think you're um, right. So I think that that's a big factor. Yeah. I might be wrong, but that's what no, I, I think. think you're right. But here's here's the conclusion that I've come to when um, disseminating information, no matter how important I feel it is, because, of course, it's going to be important to you. And, of course, it's going to be, if it's something that I'm spearheading, it's going to be obviously important to me. And, you know, that goes for everybody on the call. But here's what I've come to understand. My job is uh, is not to convince anyone of my viewpoint my job is not to try to make you believe that this is really happening. My yeah. job is simply to put the information out there. Yeah. That's that's just the that's that's the approach that I I have come to understand. Yeah. Because it will get very discouraging yeah. um, if you don't get people to help you, if you don't get the support that you're looking for, and a lot of things fall by the wayside when you begin to get discouraged. So for me, I'm clear that my job, even on these calls, you know, there are people, I I get the emails, believe me, the text messages, the phone calls, you shouldn't have said this, you should have did this. Oh, Renata, you should start talking about this more. You should not talk about Mm -hmm. that. I know what I I feel that I'm called to do, and that's what I'm doing. Um, And my job is not to convince anybody of my viewpoint. This call or whatever it is that I'm doing, Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of information dissemination that I'm doing, it's not going to be for everybody. So whatever activism that you're doing is not going to be for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah. The ears, the ears that it's supposed to fall on, the lives that it is supposed to affect, it will happen. It will affect those people. It could be a room of a thousand, and God only intends intend your message for one person, yeah. and that one person will get your message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do. don't 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 worry about that. You're gonna have hater after hater after hater. Trust me, you will. Okay. Anytime you're trying to do something good, you're gonna have that opposition. But it's okay because you know that you're trying to do something good, yeah. and you know yeah. that you're being led by the Lord to do what you need to do, what it is that you're being called to do. Because as I said earlier, only what we do for God is gonna last. Period. So you do it for God. You have God in it everywhere through prayer, you know, asking him to lead you, to guide you, to order your footsteps, and you don't worry about the rest. They're going to be there. They're going to be people. There are people, what people have to understand, there are people sent to this community to infiltrate, to discourage. There are people on these calls that truly sound like TIs, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're professional infiltrators. They're provocateurs. 
They're all in that, you know. But you have to do what you know that you're supposed to do. Don't let anybody discourage you. If if you truly feel in your heart, this is what I'm supposed to do, don't be discouraged. But with that being said, there may be some things that you try that just don't work out. I I had three or four shows before this one on yeah. Blog Talk. I was doing all kinds of other stuff, not only Blog Talk, other places. They didn't work out. But that's That's because that's not what God was calling me to do. This one is working out. This is not working out to the level that some people's cause is working out, but they have a lot of more people. But I don't care about that. I don't care about that because I know what God has has me doing. And I know he will increase when he wants to increase, and he will decrease in whatever. You know, so you just do the right thing. Don't worry if you feel like, wow, because James, James has that problem. He'll tell you that. Yeah. James comes with some excellent information about the, the meters and how we can find the direction where these microwave, this microwave energy is coming in, but people just don't seem to catch it. Keith, same thing. Keith had a brilliant idea. I thought it was so brilliant. Keith wanted to uh, get together like an accountability, accountability system where TIs would call each other and we would have an accountability partner where we could say, how are you doing today? Just want to make sure you're all right. We haven't heard from you. You know, just a, a, a check-in to make yeah. sure, you know, your your fellow TI is okay. He got all this opposition, all these people trying to hate on him and trying to tell him this is not going to work and you should do it this way. And guess what? He got discouraged. And he didn't do it. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Other people thought it was a brilliant idea. Yeah. But he got discouraged. So sometimes you can't even share your information with everybody because they're going to be sent to try. I had another call, Beyond the News, which I really need God to help me to start that again because that call was fun. It was after this one. It was fun. We were laughing. People were moving forward. Jerome and some of the people been around. They remember that call. We were laughing. We were talking. I love social issues besides targeting. There's so many other things happening in this world. So we would talk about relationships and dating and, and family and whatever. We would talk about We would play little games. We would laugh. We were coming back to who we were. Guess what? They sent someone to totally discourage me, <laughs> discourage me yeah. to the point where I wasn't even feeling it anymore, and I barely do that call anymore. So I know that's one of my goals to get that going again because I saw people moving forward. Please do, you know? please do. I know laughter is fun. what does me a, a laughter and and being able to you know laugh, being able to share in a in an upbeat way is so good for the energy. It you is. Know? It is, and I, I know I need to laugh because I really don't laugh that much. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say to you is. Yeah. Don't worry that a lot of people are not catching on to your idea. This is your vision. This is the vision that God gave you. He didn't give that vision to everybody else. So you just do what you yeah. know that you need to be doing, and God will increase it when he needs to increase it. He will bring the resources, the people, and everything else you need together, and it may take some time. I've been at this four years almost, and, you know, it's still not a lot of people, but that's that's Okay. Is reaching who who it needs to reach, and that's all you need to worry about. Yeah. That's it. Don't let people okay. discourage you. I'm telling you, don't let. It's a lot of power hungry people, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they want all yeah. the attention and all the power. You 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 put good intentions behind what you're doing. Don't don't do it for recognition. Don't no. do it for anything. Exactly. But I'm not saying that you are, but I'm saying there no, are people out there like that. Oh, yeah. People will try to discourage you. Just go go for it. Go for it. That's Thank you. Like Thank you. I appreciate that. Now where can I list that number? <laughs> just kidding. What is what? I said, now where can I list that phone number? And I was just kidding. That phone number oh. that I handed out for all the, you know, for the senators. I, I still think we should all maybe call, well, never mind. <laughs> I still think no, you, you, can give, well, you can give that number. You can give the information. Yeah, not now. It's the, it's the number's defunct now that it got passed. But I still think we can call our senators and tell them, don't you dare. <laughs> or I yeah. won't vote for you, you know. And you know what? Everyone may not do it, you know. Everybody yeah. doesn't have the same vision you have, but that's okay. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have the same vision I have or the yeah. same vision that anyone else has, but yeah. you are still doing activism. You are trying. You are doing what you feel you need to do, and that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all. And you'll, you'll, you'll tweak it, you know, as time goes along. You'll say, you know, maybe I should do it this way. Let me try it that way. You know, you'll tweak it until you get it where you want to be, and then that might morph into something else. You know, you might start out doing one thing, and you, who knows? You may meet someone along the way, and they say, hey, I have a good idea, you know? Yeah. Let's join me. You, you never know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate those words mm-hmm. very much. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You've given me the courage to keep looking, keep, keep getting those numbers. Appreciate it. Yeah, it it gets discouraging, you know it does, yeah. and yeah. and then just dealing with the targeting, like you you're being targeted on top of the, yeah. the good the good things you're trying to do, you know it can yeah. be hard. Yeah, and yeah, the depression that hit after after, you know the, the all that the Patriot Act and then the Freedom Act came in, that was just like oh my god, because I really thought I could build a fire under. So many people, and it didn't happen, and you're right. And see, and I, I can tell you, I can be honest, I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm not one of those people that will um, automatically pick up the phone and call the senators. I'm not mm-hmm. that much into the letter writing, although I know how to write letters, mm-hmm. but I'm not, like, that's not my thing. So everything is not everybody's thing. You know what I'm saying? And you yeah, absolutely. that too. You know, everybody is not into going down the city hall, you know. Yeah. So everybody's interest is kind of different. So you yeah. kind of have to understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But don't, don't worry about it. Just, just give the phone number and don't even ask who calls. Because if you ask, that's when you're going to Oh, no, I never asked. No, I just kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. <laughs> I never asked if they had called. Although some people did say, we called. You know, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah, that was helpful. And I, and, and I don't mean that. I'm not really saying don't ask, but I'm oh, saying if you ask, you yeah. know, that's when it gets discouraging. Like, are you serious? You really didn't call. Like, you should have called. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I did have some people call me and say, I, I'm going to call right now. You know? And I did stay yeah. up like 3.30 in the morning calling every senator in this country to, you know, time and time again to make sure, you know, I just, oh, man, that meant a lot. Oh, well. You're right. Well, email You're email right. me the information and Thank um and I will try to call. I, I'm I'm one of those people. I need people to hold my hand when it comes to things like that because yeah. <laughs> I yeah. procrastinate. I procrastinate. The deadline will go by. If they say call by midnight, <laughs> I will probably call at uh, two minutes after midnight. Like, I am a procrastinator. 
Uh, well, so I, I need people to hold my hand when it comes to things like that. But if yeah. you send me an email and then remind me again of my text or something. <laughs> the problem uh, is and the time frame is gone. Tell me but, what to say. Yeah, okay. Tell me what to say. Okay. I, thank you. I, I, will, I will support you. Thank you. <laughs> Bless your heart. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I just unmuted a bunch of people. Anybody want to say anything? Sorry, I didn't realize I had you guys on mute. Yes. Who was that? This is an interesting call. I swear this call is not supposed to be about activism, but it, it sometimes they go where they go, and that's a good thing. Yes. Okay. Who did not speak? Would anybody like to speak who did not speak? Anybody? Hi, Renata. Hi. It's Nancy. I just wanted to thank you for having this call and encourage you, girlfriend, because you really – are a very bright, shining star in this dark world. And I just thank you for having your call. I forgot about it, so I came on late. Um, didn't you start it earlier this week? We started at noon today, noon Pacific Standard Time, 3 Eastern. That's the new time. At least we're trying that out. We're trying okay. out the new time. So next week it'll, it will also be at noon. Yes. Okay. And okay. thank you for your compliment, Nancy. And how are you? You're doing? welcome. Hanging in there, you know, the life of the PI, we're all uh, kind of <laughs> hobbling along, but um, yeah. I'm I'm hanging in there. Appreciate it. That's good. I'm glad you're doing well. Feel free to speak if you like. Um, anyone else? Anybody want to say anything? Let me see what I actually had to talk about today. Go ahead. Who was that? I would just like to make uh, – I would just like to um, – read a quote um, Martin Luther King made, and it's in relation to what we're going through now. And he says, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And basically, right. like you said, with the activism, basically we have to get out there to let people know exactly what's going on with us because other people are experiencing the same thing. That's true. I like that quote. Thank you for sharing that. Martin Luther King. That is true. You know, there's a thing um, called silent consent. You know, you're silent, you're kind of consenting to it, you know? Right. But I, I, I will say I do understand, I totally understand why people are intimidated um, into not speaking up about it because we get the the punishment, you know, afterwards, you know, to try to, to, to silence us and shut us down. The The targeting gets worse, and you definitely do have to be in that emotional space to be able to deal with that, because that can be very severe. It has been for me. Um, but hopefully, you know, some, uh, everyone can find a place to uh, to stand up for themselves. And most of us on this call, I would assume, are of a certain age. So as I like to say, we probably have a reality more years behind us than we have in front of us. But we have, you know, children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews to think about. You know, we need to try to pave the way for them. Prayerfully, they won't have to deal with the torture that we're dealing with, you know. And like we were talking about earlier, drawing that energy and drawing that strength from our forefathers and, and people that we looked up to and admired and who we saw as strong people, hopefully our friends and family members, children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, hopefully they will look at us in that light one day and say, you know what, my aunt was really a strong person, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna see what she did to get through her hard time. You know, so we have to model the behaviors that we want our loved ones to uh, display. You know, but also, but also the thing is, uh, Renata, is that many of us have been completely um, isolated from family, and many of us don't have children. Um, so it, you know, it, that's really horrific to be completely abandoned and isolated. Um, yeah. because the family became part of the targeting and all of that. Um, so, you know, there's different demographics in the community. As a matter of fact, um, yeah. last night Derek was talking about that 93% of the community are single. And so as if you're single, it's easier to target you and to ruin your life because you don't have that support. It's true. It is true. And my heart goes out to those people that are single and living alone and, and struggling financially alone and uh, living in fear of people breaking in them, their homes and, you know, just uh, doing without, not having enough food, enough money, enough, you know, anything. Uh, there are um, targeted women who live in their cars. Yeah. You know, some of them don't even have a car. They live in pillar to post. I know several of them. You know, so uh, my heart goes out, and I, I really never take it for granted that I do have some family in my house. But I, too, have had family members turn on me. Um, so I know what that feels like to be betrayed by family. That's not a good feeling at all. <laughs> not at all. But you know what? It is what it is. We have to find our strength and keep going. And we you have know? each other. You know, we have each other. Thank God. Yes. There's something, always something to be grateful for. That's a good point. If you don't have family members, then, you know, um, uh, latch on to someone that you connect with over the phone. Yes. Hi, uh, I just want to say that my form of activism is um, that I got a Twitter account, and so... Um, on on top is my picture, and it says that I'm a targeted individual. And um, it says, um, what is the criteria for me being on a slow kill list? And then what I do is I tweet out things like, like last night when Derek said that 93% of um, targeted individuals are single, Caucasian females, um, I, I'm sorry, It's um, he said that they are single, less support equals ability to mind control and destroy most quickly. So I, I tweeted that out, and then 70% um, of targeted individuals are women. Um, they will destroy any and all relationships. I suffer from laser burns, laser cuts, electrocution, second-degree thermal burns, Called microwave. I'm sorry, my, I'm sorry, my phone got cut off. Um, so we oh, have less okay. than, yeah, sorry about that. We have less than an hour left. But anyway, where where were we? Were you saying so, something, Nancy? Yes, um, I, I'm saying how uh, the way I'm an activist is that I got a Twitter account, which takes less than four minutes to set up, and um, and then I have my picture on there and. Um, and then I, I tweeted out, 
when Derek last night Derek said that ninety three percent of targeted individuals are single, so I tweeted that out and um mm-hmm. and then it, someone can you know see target indiv- what's a targeted individual and they can go to my i don't know who if who has a Twitter account or not, but then they can go to my Twitter account and see what a targeted individual is and um I so I can tweet out like um the most severe attacks a while I sleep when I'm defenseless. And then someone might see that and say, What is she talking about? She's severely attacked while she sleeps and then they come to my page and they see they'll see that um the average TI is a single Caucasian female around forty with above average intelligence. Uh, twins are commonly targeted because one twin serves as the control group, et cetera. So I'm just telling you my way of being an activist is to have uh, is to tweet things out to the general That's public. That's excellent. That's so excellent. I don't recognize your voice. I'm sorry. Um, your this name? is Cheryl again. Um, oh, Cheryl. Sure. From South Central Florida. <laughs> But you know what, Cheryl, that's that's excellent. And I don't know how I forgot social media. That's a huge avenue these days. That has kind of replaced a lot of the um, other ways of doing activism because you can reach a large number of people on social media. So that's that's an excellent, excellent idea. I encourage anyone to get a Twitter account that is very quick. You don't have to know anything particular. And um, your tweets go out to whoever is on your list. So my tweets go out to Oprah, Dr. Phil, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Cheryl Richardson, um, the Dalai Lama, um, Deepak Chopra. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, and whoever Um, else. James and I, excuse me, uh, James and I, we we did a a Twitter uh, activism thing. I think it was James and... Yeah, it was James, but James had told me about it, actually. Um, we did that uh, probably last year. We did every, I think it was every Saturday, we we um, tweeted something about our torture. But I'm not a big social media person, so I didn't stick with it. But um, but it is excellent to do. It is an excellent, excellent idea. Facebook, Twitter, any of the other um, social media sites, it's a really good idea. Very good, Cheryl. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I know uh, Roseanne Barr is a big uh, MK Ultra activist. She talks about oh. the MK Ultra, and um, yeah, you might want to uh, see if you can be friends with her. She talks about the MK Ultra in Hollywood. She says she was a victim, and she really speaks out about how they. Um, how they do the mind control in Hollywood. Oh, that is cool. I didn't know that. And I invite anyone to follow me that does have a Twitter account. My account is called Cheryl RN. And um, I just wanted to say that, you know, a lot of nurses are targeted. And I wanted to put that in there, even though they don't let me work at this time. I will try again um, tomorrow to um, get a job, but they have um, kept me from getting one so far after relocating to Central Florida from Massachusetts. Oh, wow. 
all. I really hope you find something. It's interesting that you say that many nurses are targeted because I think you're like the fourth or fifth nurse that I've met in the TI community. That's very interesting. Some are involved in targeting as well. I know that. Um, Yes, I I learned that afterwards. I I didn't know. I honestly didn't know that. Um, And um, looking back, I can see how there were nurses that were unkind to patients and made them wait for their pain medicine, um, would make them wait to answer a call light, things like that, um, an extraordinary amount of time. And that Mm -hmm. is perping someone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nurses are very special people to me because they um, have uh, uh, a special sense of compassion, you know, that not everyone has. So try to use that gift. I consider that a gift somewhere, even if they won't let you work at one of the larger hospitals. Maybe you can consider doing um, nursing care for a senior you know, the home health care, I know that that's not nearly as much money as um, you were accustomed to making, but um, hopefully you can still use your gifts somehow. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ada, you are so all, always so extremely positive. I just love listening, just without even ever talking. Just love listening to your talk. You always turn it into positive. It, it's thank just, you. It's just amazing. Um, about animals, I have chickens and I have cats, and they're being harassed. But I do document it, and mm-hmm. I even took my chickens to a veterinarian. So I just mm-hmm. asked them for the medical records. They came earlier last week. So that's all documentation, and everybody should document everything. It cost me $200, but that's all right. <clears throat> what do they, I'm just curious, what do they do to the chickens? Well, right now, like today, uh, this was most severe, and I do have to get off the phone to get back outside, but they were, as soon as I let them outside, they're indoor pets, they're in my basement, and I told them, hop, 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 from the basement, and, um, you know, it's just like a moth or a parakeet. They, they, They have a cage, and so you don't have your parakeet, you know, flying all around the kitchen, pooping into things. Um, so I let them out every day whenever it's nice weather, not in the winter. I live in Pennsylvania. But um, so they, as soon as they got out, it wasn't 10 feet out of the door that they turned into marble stone-like things. They can hear things that I can't, just like a dog whistle. Dogs can hear that. Mm-hmm. They They tried to go down into the backyard. I have a huge piece of property for considering where I live just outside of Pittsburgh, they were trying to go down into the backyard, and I have places where I keep leaves, and, and, I, and then I take the tarp off, so there's bugs and worms under there, and they just love that. They know when I'm rattling around with stick, they know there's goodies under there somewhere. And they, they just, they don't fly. They really don't fly. They stay up onto a roost at night. They don't fly... So, I mean, scattered again back in. Well, this happened within a, a minute and a half. Where? Wow. Mine. Their eggs are cracked as, as they're laying them. 
um, they're well formed, so the yolk and the whites are in there. They have membrane around it. Even though I give them plenty of oyster shells and calcium, I know how to raise chickens. A thousand geese, five hundred ducks. That's how I grew up, and and then like chickens just for eggs. They were not chickens are not me for, for the market. And so I know how and, and, and this abnormal behavior, but I documented documented. I'm not gonna get rid of I need to have a and quiet enjoyment of my life and all of our lives and it's part of my part of my documentation. And the, yeah. the reason I took them to the doctor was almost ago is because they were their their tummies from neck from their where their first sack is because they go the food goes down into their gizzard tape like cows uh ruminating you know over their it goes into their big just below their neck just above the breast bone and then it goes into a gizzard um which grinds because they eat small, small rocks and it grinds their food there up there from their first feet down to their butt, it was it was denuded. Had pus, um, like as if when you were years old, you scraped your knees. They first to ride a bike and be about two or three. It has like a yellowish scab on it sometimes. So that's what they had on their breast. I was bewildered. Were red burn marks, burn marks, and this videotaped all going into my lawsuit. It's all in there, so this is not me blowing it out of my butt. Everything is everything. Others they lost their veterinarian records. I didn't take them to my dog and cat doctor. It was an exotic cat doctor, and they burned. They burned. And they have that yellow scab, which means that at one time it was infected. I noticed it. Commended all of that. And finally, after almost a year, it was left them to the vet. I said, please send me the uh, medical records for my chickens. that I." And he sent them back to me. But How many chickens do you have? I have five. I killed one already. I used to have... And yes, I did autopsy on that one. I know how to do it. She's in the freezer, just opened up to see what was wrong, and if there were any internal damages that I could discern. So now I do have a forensic lab. I do have their name, if you want to up. I don't recall it right now. Um, That you can send them to about what actually did. If another one gets dies, going to be me doing the autopsy. Do you eat the chicken that you raise? No. No, they're my pets. They're my indoor pets. Oh, they're pets. Yeah, they're pets. Nope. Okay. Because I was going to say, I personally, I don't think I could do this. (laughs) I know that people, especially in the South, they do it all the time, you know. But they raise them and then they they eat them. Oh, Lord, I don't think I could do that. We didn't keep and with ducks, not geese, 1,000 ducks and 500 geese who have a farm. 
do all that stuff. And yes, we do eat poultry. Yes, I do. And yes, duck and geese very, very expensive. You go into your local supermarket and in the freezer case, they no longer have them. And they're frozen, solid like a rock. There's not too many people can afford They're about seven, eight dollars. How long does the average chicken live as a as a pet? Oh, they're going to, not as a pet, as a normal. Um, they, they they live about seven to eight to nine years, and they stop laying eggs. They start petering out, just like ovaries. Like we have ovaries, we have a number of sacs. So whenever you open them up, you know the, there are yolks, various different ages, just. Our ovaries would be if you opened one of us up. So they have a certain number of egg sacs ready to be, and they don't need a rooster to them for them to pass. Because that's what eggs are. They are ovaries, but they're not not fertilized. But anyway, um, I did want to talk. You said mention about Occupy Wall Street and different types. Yes. It is called Sid Energy. Okay, excuse me for one second. Let me mute everybody because there's a lot of feedback. And then uh, you start eight and I will unmute you. I'm going to mute everybody for a second. Okay, that was too much noise. Okay, Cheryl, if you can start eight and I'll see you and I will unmute you. Okay, I thought that was you. Okay, go ahead. You were saying about Occupy Wall Street. Hello? Hello. Yeah, hello. Hi. Oh, is it Cheryl? Yes, hi. Okay, so were you talking you were talking about Occupy Wall Street? Or was that someone um, else? No, um Okay, who was who was just talking? Who was just talking about the chickens? Were you talking about the chickens? No? No. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to put you back on unmute. I'm trying to find the person who's talking about the chickens. I'm being confused here. Sorry about that. Okay, who was talking about the chickens? <laughs> who was talking about the chickens? Okay, let's see. Hello? Hello? Washington, were you talking about the chickens? Yes, it was Elena is her name. Where is she? Where is she? Where? Which uh, state? Okay. I don't know where she oh, is. I think she was Pennsylvania. I think she's Pennsylvania. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to put you back on mute for a sec. Because someone had a lot of feedback. That's why I'm putting everybody on mute for a second. Hello? Were you talking about the chickens? Okay. Me, chickens. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm Helena. Helena, I found you. You found me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, go ahead. You were talking, you were getting ready to talk about um, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, besides me growing up as a farmer girl, you know, I was the oldest, and I drove a hundred horsepower Alice Trummer tractor, and you know, it was bigger than I was certainly, um, and you know, plowed and disked, and I did, and I'm old. I'm very old. Um, anyway, I'm also an engineer, and so way before whenever I was the only girl in my classes. Uh, but anyway, there is a Directed Energy Professional Society, and you spell that just with the first letters of that, D-E-P-S dot org. And they mm-hmm. meet. And some of their stuff is not classified, Renata. And you can look up uh, the Directed Energies that people that they're using, 
And also, because I graduated from the University of Pittsburgh, I just found out last week that they do have a library. I was so concerned and so concentrated on getting my degree, I didn't even know Benenden Hall had a library for engineers. Um, I was just trying to get through the studies and getting, you know, little kids and trying to cook homemade meals and all that. (laughs) So I did not, well, they have a library. And because I'm an alumni, I was, she said, I can come in and she'll share stuff. I'm a civil engineer, but she said, you can come and I'll see what I can do for you. Some of it is copyright protected, but I might be able to give you some of the stuff from the electrical engineering department in the library. It's all together in one space. And then she also told me that there was a two-hour window where I can go and download anything onto a memory stick from Carnegie Mellon, which I didn't know. It was a big, big help. But the Directed Energy Professional Society is 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 on Directed Energy Weapons. It's on DEW, D-E-W, Directed Energy Weapons. And so I've been getting lots of books in through the Carnegie Library System. You can bring them into your own library. I'm sure they, they have the programs too, so that you can read about this stuff, it, and it's free. So your library should bring those books in from wherever they are, um, whatever university, whatever research center, they'll bring them in for you for free, and then you can read them for three weeks and copy whatever. And sometimes they're renewable, and then you return them. But they do have meetings. They're a professional mm-hmm. society. So Directed Energy Professional Societies, D-E. Okay, I have their website pulled up, so thank you. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, and there's a meeting. If we want to demonstrate in something, I can't go. It's in, I think it's in Virginia. It's in September. They have a meeting. I mean, us carrying placards around in front of the UN or in front of the White House or in front of Congress is is almost like everybody does it, so who cares? But the Directed Energy Professional Society even... I don't have the money to go to attend. I don't think this has any security clearance to it, this particular one. Um, but the agenda, they're, they're, what they're going to cover is on the website, I know, because I printed it out. And then there's another one that's in England. That's in July, I think, June or July. Don't quote me on that. But And it says the only thing restriction it said is that to register, you have to be a United States citizen. Um, So I never went through the registration process because I can't leave and I'm not going to England. But um, not right now anyway. I've been there before. But um, they they cover this stuff. And some of it is um, you have to have a security clearance to access. And a lot of it isn't. And whatever I get, download some of it you have to pay for. And if I download something, I can pass it along to you so that you can pass it on to other people so only one person has to pay because I've paid for a lot of stuff. But I think that's important. I really think that having 10 people in front of the, the this Directed Energy Professional Society meeting in Virginia carries a lot more weight because no one pays attention to them. They're not going to have 2,000 people out there. They're never demonstrated. Um, it has, on, on that website, it has all of the big manufacturers, um, 
who have contracts with the United States government. And then you can also just go to their website. You can go, like Lockheed, they have different memberships, the platinum membership, the gold membership, the silver, and then just other miscellaneous, depending on how much money they've contributed. So you can go to their particular website to see what kind of government contracts they received that our taxpayer money is paying for. So that's just a very important website you can spider web out of. The the only other thing, and I do have to go outside because it's going to rain tonight and tomorrow, so I've got to plug some more holes and put some more. I didn't plant all my tomatoes and peppers and beets and spinach and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, the, the one more thing that I really took exception to with Derek is there was a lot of last night's call saying, you just have to pray. You know, you really have to, spiritual, this is so spiritual. And, you know, hypnosis, he had this person on there who knew hypnosis or was recommending hypnosis. And you know what? We can't wish this or hope this or pray this away. And the analogy I got really was when people in the news, there have been people in the news who were trying to pray away and hope away and spiritualize away for you not to be gay. You know, I'm not gay, but, you know, don't pray over me not to be gay. You know, you can't pray it away. It is what it is. And, yes, it is very real. And just we, we can't psych ourselves out of this. This is a real pain. We're not talking ourselves into it. And then I, I read a piece I just got because I subscribed to Scientific American. You'd be able to get this um, article on the Scientific American website. It's www.scientificamerican.com. And, and the um, article's name, I just got in the mail yesterday, it's the Omnipotence Machine. And it's just real short. It says, tiny, ubiquitous sensors will allow us to index the physical world, physical like us, world the way the web man's maps cyberspace. So they're coming down to Earth to map the physical world, our world. So it says, this is just the first paragraph of the article, earlier this year, so this year, we're already halfway through the year, Hewlett-Packard announced the launch of the central nervous system for the Earth. And that's abbreviated as SENSE, but it starts with the capital C instead of an S, C for central, and then mm-hmm. E um, for CE, central, and then N for nervous, and then C S for system, and Earth, so SENSE, C-E-N-S-E, project a 10-year effort to embed up to a trillion, trillion, push pin. That's a, I'm a sewer too, so I, I do major sewing, and I know you do too. So um, actually, I think it was Linda that does sewing. The trillion push pin size sensors across the planet. Okay, so these are ubiquitous sensing things that are versatile sensors and they're also called, and this is in, in quotes, MOTES, M-O-T-E-S. So there's a tag word you can look up with okay. the ubiquitous sensing, MOTES, M-O-T-E-S is what they're going to be called, so that they can sense everything a lot around us and the ability for computers to analyze and either recommend or initiate responses to the data they generate. Okay, they will not merely enhance our understanding of nature 
it's going to major tell them what to do and what's wrong with our society and people. So, I mean, okay. Um, I thank you for your comments. The call is going to end in less than thirty minutes. I know, so and I'm going to others, go. Ahead. So, thank yeah, you. I want to give others an opportunity, um, but I, I thank you for your comments. I quickly want to respond to something you said that um, that we, you don't feel we, that you can pray this away. I agree with you. You can't pray it away. Um, however, for those of us who are Christians or other um, um, have other spiritual beliefs, not only Christians are on this call, but other spiritual beliefs, we do believe in prayer. And, I do believe in um, prayer. And I, I do, and I was raised. I would like to respond. I would just like to respond to what you said. And um, I, I do believe that prayer changes things. Prayer uh, gives you hope. It gives you faith. If it was not for my um, religious beliefs or my Christian beliefs, I would have committed suicide that day. And I know that I would have had I not um, believed in God and had I not believed that God had spoken to me that day and told me to go to the Internet to look this up, and that's how I found the entire community. So I believe prayer works. I believe that prayer changes things, um, and I know that others do as well. I know that everyone does not because there are some atheists on this call and, you know, other people with different belief systems, and that's fine. But um, I think prayer is very helpful, Renata, but we cannot Mm -hmm. pray the pain and what the burns that we're feeling away. It it just we can't put ourselves into hypnosis and say because that was one of them. It's you have to, you know, have a strong constitution and then you won't feel it. You have to go through hypnosis. Find a good good hypnotist in your area, and then you'll be able to talk yourself out of this. No, 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 no. And prayer does help. It does give me direction, does give us direction, whatever faith we are. Um, I grew up as a Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic. But it, prayer is, is like a mantra. It does, you say it, it gives you direction. It does mm-hmm. give you hope and direction. But this is not going to be prayed away, and it's not going to be hypnotized away. It just is. I, like, I, I really like something that um, I listen to a lot of, mo- well, several, I won't say a lot, of motivational speakers. And one of the ones I really enjoy listening to is Les Brown. And what Les Brown is that you don't go through it, you grow through it. And I can relate that to my um, spiritual side because I see how I have grown through this terrible experience. I have grown through this. I am actually at the strongest place that I've ever been. And I think that is because I have tapped into my spiritual side even more that I was already tapped into before the targeting because I was already a Christian, but it has gotten even stronger. So I think that if we allow um, the Lord to move in our life the way he desires to move, that we can definitely get stronger through this process. I think I'm one of those people that, that don't think anything happens by mistake. I think it all happens for a reason. You know, I personally do. And I, I think that um, the reason for this happening in my life was to help me to get through some of the things that I needed to get through, things that already happened before this, and for me to walk in my purpose. So I personally think that everything happens for a reason. I know that I'm going to get attacked for that. (laughs) But I'm speaking for Renata. I'm not speaking for anybody else. Um, I think 
Quite correct. I believe in it, too. If you go through it, you grow for it. Uh, I believe it. Absolutely. So many of the yeah. things you say is like absolutely on the money. I, I just it, It's so refreshing to listen to your calls because you always turn it into a positive. Uh, but this is not to be wished away. We do need activism. We need, do need to work through it. And we can't just deny it through hypnosis or something, which was the main thrust. Well, I don't, I don't think most, most Christians that I know, I don't think they deny it. You know, I I have not run into people like that. I don't think they deny it. I do know what you're saying, though, because I I know people personally that, you know, they just, you know, they give it to God, give it to God, you know. But I, I, this is my own little thing that I say, that we have to put wings on our prayers. You know, we have to put action behind our prayers, you know, and God will help us through it. But I definitely know what you're saying. We do have to do something. Yeah. Do. Thank you for you know, And activism, yes, we definitely have to do activism. You know. From now on, you know that the chickens are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right. And my name is Helena, okay. so I'm going to go run to and you t- attend to your calls because they're lovely always. They're very, thank you round you. them out very well. And thank you. Thank you. Have a very blessed week. Thank okay. You. So I have unmuted a couple people. Did you have a comment? Yeah, we I have did. about <clears throat> 10 minutes or so. Go yeah, ahead. Renata, I have a comment. Um, I think there's so many Christians that are being quashed and they're not um, allowed to give their testimonies. But there are incredible testimonies of miracles happening. And uh, when you're praising God through the storm, there is such divine intervention and protection. And there's one girl that came on and um, she was talking about how they were lasering her and it hurt so badly. The weapons were just intense. And she just started singing. And so when she started singing, uh, you know, Christian songs to praise God, then they hit her throat. And it's like, so then she just like was whispering it, you know, just barely, barely. She was weak and they were torturing her and everything. And she said then there was divine protection where she could not feel the pain at all. It's like as she was lifting up Jesus Christ and she was praising God through this storm, she could not feel the pain. So prayer is very powerful, and especially when we're praising God through this storm anyway. You know, Christianity is not a religion. It's a reality. It is the reality of the universe. And I just hope people realize that there is so much power, especially in the blood of Jesus, to get us mm-hmm. through this. And there's divine miracles that happen all the time, but um, they're putting people to shame that believe in Christianity, and, and, you know, people are not able to share what's happening, and so people are becoming hopeless because they're like, well, yeah, I tried that, and it didn't work. And it's like, but iron sharpens iron, and when people come together, then they get hope again and to realize that this is a spiritual war. Even Robert Duncan, who is not religious, his book is called Project Soul Catcher. They are after your soul. You have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. But thank you for that's right, that. Yes. I agree with that. And that was the scripture. I don't know if you were here for the scripture um, when I first started this call, but no, uh, basically the, the scripture was um, you, you were either hot or cold, or God will spit you out of his mouth. And mm-hmm. what I was, what I had said, my little commentary to that was that when you don't choose, when you ride the fence, when you're in the middle, you really have chosen because the scripture says there is no in-between. 
You either mm-hmm. choose, you err on the side of good or you err on the side of evil. There's no in-between. So if you, if, you, if you say you're an atheist, I respect that, but you really right. have chosen the dark side. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone, but I'm going off the scripture. That's what it says. There is no in-between, period. And that's Revelation 3 and 15 through 17, if you'd like to read that on your own. But see, again, I know of many, many, many people throughout the world who have been involved in ministries, and they have a divine way of having the Holy Spirit come through them, of people that are homosexual that want to change. Nobody's trying to change anybody because God gives us free will. So we're not pushing an agenda on anybody. But if somebody decides that they really don't want those homosexual feelings, people have been delivered of it. Now, the only person that I've known personally is a girl that she had never heard anything contrary to, you know, well, homosexuality is fine. And then she came uh, and started reading her Bible, and she she was like, wait a minute. And she prayed, and and God delivered her from it. So, yes, people can change. It can be delivered from people if that is their choice. But nobody is condemning anybody. It's like God gives us free will, and and I'm not judging anybody. um, But, you know, it's like people need to know the truth in love. And if they hate you for it, then that's really on them because nobody's trying to hurt anybody else. We're trying to just spread love, and that's what this whole program is about, is divide and conquer and hatred and putting people in a position where they feel like victims and everybody else is, uh, you know, has it better than them. Thank you, Nancy. Did anyone else want to say something quickly before we close? I did want to do some Yeah, I do. Well, first of all, how are you doing, Renata? I didn't know you started early. Okay, um, continue with the call. Yeah, yeah we're starting at noon, um, three your time, Charles, uh, for the next couple of weeks anyway to see if it works for everybody. How are you? I'm all right. I'll let the guy, I'll cut him off. Let, him, let the guy finish. Uh, oh, please. Please. Hold on one second, James. Hold on one second, please. Because the, the call is going to end in probably about 10 minutes, and I know that Charles has not had a chance to speak at all today. So if you don't mind, James, let's let Charles make his comment, and then we'll come back to you if you don't All right. Mind. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Charles. Charles? Oh, he walked away from the phone, I think. Charles? Yes? Okay, go huh? ahead. Make your comment. Go ahead. Oh yeah, just saying, just saying. I um, you know, um, still got the job, and you know, I I I ain't got the um, I ain't got the place yet. <laughs> you know, okay, I was still living with um relatives who stayed okay, and you know, um, other than that, that's basically it. And um, well, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say you still have the job, so that's a step in the right direction. Praise the Lord. We thank God for that. And um, the apartment, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Yeah. Stay positive. Keep saving your money so you'll have that first and last, which costs a small fortune these days. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It costs a lot to move. Mm. Thank you for your comment. All right. Okay, I'll just let somebody go ahead. Okay, keep up the good work. All right, you too. Okay, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say something about uh, 
this application known as Periscope came out for Twitter. You can you can uh, download this and then you can have live videos immediately. And this is live. This is not uploading a video. It's live and it stays on the Twitter server for 20 hours. And you can um, anybody in the world can see it. I, I was looking at like some ones that people just stupid videos that people take. And there's like 800 or 1,000 people on the video just looking. You know, they, this is great. This is great for activism. I think it's going to revolutionize activism. Actually, you have have this. You've got a live broadcast of what's happening now, like for um, um, demonstrations and things like that, and you know the police thing. So anyway, that's all. I put it. I put an art, uh, a link in the chat room so you can look at it. There's an article. Thank you. Okay, so um, it's 2022, and the call, sometimes it goes all the way to the hour, and sometimes it cuts off before, so I'm not sure what's going to happen today. But I do want to read this motivation. I have not read all the way through this, so we're reading it together for the first time. Um, This is on a website called hardquotes.com, and this is a little story, actually, so we'll see where it takes us. Okay. This is called Face Difficulties Positively. This parable is told of a farmer who owned an old mule. Let me bring the song closer to me. Um, The mule fell into the farmer's well. The farmer heard the mule praying for whatever mules do when they fall into wells. After carefully assessing the situation, the farmer sympathized with the mule but decided that neither the mule nor the well was worth the difficulties of saving. Instead, he called his neighbors together, told them what had happened, and enlisted them to help uh, haul dirt to bury the old mule in the well and put him out of his misery. Okay, and we go on. Initially, the old mule was hysterical, but as the farmer and his neighbors continued shoveling and the dirt hit his back, a thought struck him. It suddenly dawned on him that every time a shovel load of dirt landed on his back, he would shake it off and step up. This he did, blow after blow, shovel after shovel. Shake it off and step up. Shake it off and step up. Shake it off and step up. He repeated this to encourage himself through these difficulties. No matter how painful the blows or how distressing the situation seemed, the old mule fought panic and just kept right on, shaking it off and stepping up. It wasn't long before the old mule, battered and exhausted, stepped triumphantly over the wall of that well. What seemed like it would bury him actually helped him through his difficulties, all because of the manner in which he handled his adversity. That's life. If we face our difficulties and respond to them positively and refuse to give in to panic, bitterness, or self-pity, we can get through any challenge that presents uh, that life presents us with. Life is all about attitude towards whatever external or internal happy, uh, external or internal happens to you or someone you love. Why is my phone? Whose phone is that? Um, just as with the story. Oh, ready, man. 
Welcome to Horizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Please okay. call, call again okay. later. Everybody Switch. 4, 1, 5, one Okay. And put everybody on mute. I don't know whose phone that is. All righty. See, that was a good story. We're just in the middle of Let's see. Let me find the story again. Boy, this phone cuts off. Okay, um, so that's life. They just finished the story about the mule. Um, that's life. If we face our difficulties and we respond to them positively and refuse to give in to panic, bitterness, or self-pity, we can go through any challenge that life presents us with. Life is all about attitude towards whatever external or internal happens to you or someone you love. Just as with the story about the old mule who could have easily given up on life, but instead chose to use what was bringing him down for his own good. You can also choose to use life's difficulties in your, uh, in your advantage, for example, shaking yourself off of the dirt that life tries to shove you to the ground with and use it to step up and climb out of whatever hole you are in. You see, giving up is very easy. Most people give up even before they have started. Don't be one of the many difficulties. Uh, Difficulties in life is what makes us strong because pain is just weakness leaving the body. Same goes for spiritual pain, not only physical. And when you get through a challenge in life, you feel amazing. You discover you can do things you never thought of doing before. And when the next challenge comes, you are not so doubtful of your abilities to handle it. And when you get through it, too, you become even stronger and so on. This is how nature pinpoints the strong and destroys the weak. A wise man once said, survival of the fittest, and he was not wrong. A little more, I need to scroll up. So bottom line, face whatever difficulties life throws at you positively and use them to your advantage. That is so beautiful. That's the end of that. That is so beautiful. That was on the website again called heartquotes.com, and it's called Face Difficulties Positively. I love, love, love that story of the mule. That's what we have to do. We have to keep shaking it off and stepping up, shaking it off and stepping it up, just like the mule did. All that dirt that they were throwing at him, he used that dirt to make a little hill, to get himself out of that well. Beautiful. I might have read too much into that, huh? <laughs> I don't know if it said all of that, but that's what I said. <laughs> that's the way I pictured it. Okay, I'm going to unmute everybody. You guys can just. Renata, I think that's a beautiful story, and it strengthened me just to hear it. Thank you. Isn't that beautiful? It is. And I've heard it before, but you reading it made it even more special, and I needed uh-huh. it because. They're definitely piling it on to all of us. You know, it's it's been worse since the first of the year, I think, for everybody. Yeah. Well, you know thank what? You. Keep shaking it off. Like the mule. You got keep it. shaking it off. <laughs> and you know what I like? The mule could have sat there and taken it and just got buried in all the dirt and died. But at some point he realized, I need to fight my way out of this. And that's what he did. He kept shaking it off. And then they, and the, the story went on to say how tired and relentless, you know, he was tired. He was tired yep. of fighting and all of that dirt getting thrown on him. 
Isn't that the same with us? We're tired. But Absolutely. The little strength that we have left and keep fighting. So that is beautiful. I don't know who wrote that, but it was beautiful. I really like that. Okay. All right. We have a few minutes. I just unmuted a bunch of people. You want to say anything? Hi. This is Donna. Hi, Donna. How are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. I'm doing pretty well better, um, I guess. Um, I just wanted to tell the Christians this, and if any perps are listening, I want them to know this. And I wish I could remember the exact scripture. Renata, maybe you know it or could think of it or something. Uh, No weapon formed against us shall prosper, saith the Lord. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And that's one of my favorite scriptures. That's probably one of um, most Christians' favorite scriptures, and it is so true. Um, That is in Isaiah, Isaiah 54 and 17. Thank you. And And what's right after that, the second part is just as important. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so right. important. What, what, were, you know, what was every, that scripture again, Renata? Um, Isaiah uh, 54 and 17. Okay. Thanks. Isaiah 54 and 17. And it's true. And um, I've, I've given that scripture on this call before. And as, as I've said in the past, that means... That means not only physical weapons, that means mind control, you know, that means anything that they're throwing at us, those are weapons. Yeah, and I'd like to read a couple more scriptures. Proverbs 22, do not rob the poor because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate. Proverbs 23, for the Lord will plead their case and take the life of those to rob them. Mm-hmm. There's also a scripture that says... God, you know, he's not a wishy-washy God. He's a just God. He is. He is. Thank you for the scriptures. Thank you. Bless mm-hmm. everybody. You're in my prayers, all of you. Thank you. We should pray for one another. All of us should. Yes. And uh, Barbara, who I think is on this call, she sends me scriptures all the time. So thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Well, I hope the church heard it. <laughs> I hope they heard it also. Yep, oh, they hear it. us. They oh. hear. They hear us. They they better uh, repent and get saved. That's what they better do. Because the same people that are trying to kill us are going to kill them. They'll probably kill them first. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, I've been wondering and wondering about this girl that overdosed uh, at this house next door to where I was living. And uh, I know they did some terrible things to me. It just makes you wonder. That's all. Well, you know, just pray for her family since she's no longer in the land of the living. Pray for her loved ones, you know, that they will be strengthened. Because that's a horrible thing. Um, okay, I'm trying to. I'm going through. I'm going through to unmute the rest of you. We probably have like five minutes or so. 
so don't forget this call is a new time now, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I just want to say something. Am I on mute? Okay. I want to say something about the donkey. Look at the odds that donkey was against. All those people pouring dirt on him, and he survived, and he came out. You know, that's up against a lot of odds. And I think a lot of us feel we're up against a lot of odds. But that doesn't mean that we can be buried. Who's speaking? Who is that speaking? Linda from Central California. Okay, Linda. 